0: Oh my gosh, my fellow Dominers, we are in it for another episode. I hope you're all ready for this one because, you know, I I hope you're ready. I'm saying that because you're probably not ready. You know, we had an amazing guest just in our past episode. We're going to have another spectacular, masculine, best smile in the game, hardest down spikes, Tokyo May, Dominers episode five, seven me and Rod were just talking about we don't even know what year of Sandra it is by 15 or something uh, nerds let us know yeah these nerds have been slacking i'm mj <laughs> one of the hosts ken entertainment also always accompanied by my buddy and so excited to have these dudes here in japan the eastest of the coasts
1: in japan <laughs> right now Rod hey, Donald, up. what's up nerds As you know, we're here again in the less virtual studio this time, the real studio, which actually we're here in Sumida, Tokyo, in a a nice little coffee shop called Mumu Coffee. If you're looking on the video right now, you can see Ayumu popping in. Oh, yeah. Ayumu is the owner of Mumu Coffee here. The best coffee
0: joint slash kendama little hangout spot in the middle of Tokyo, hanging out. You know, you want to check out Asakusa. You want to check out the Sky Tree? It's right here. Hell
1: yeah. In the heart. You got him to do it. Check out Moo Moo.
2: Come to my place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so shout out Ayumu. Thank you, Ayumu, for letting us use the space, making us some delicious coffee to fuel our episode here. And uh, as MJ mentioned, and as you can see, if you're watching the video, we got the one and only Tokyo May. Ooh, and been it's stealing good. Nerds here. It's good, good. The Chromiest of the Chromiest. <laughs> Full decked out Crom,
0: And we're so excited. You know, this is, you know, Episodes with the Euro homies, we've been wanting to do for such a long time. Mm-hmm. But me being in Japan, Rod being, you know, over in Canada, and then like getting a third time zone in there. It's a little convoluted real quick. Got tough. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. God's off. laughs> so, you know, Destiny just had us come together, or maybe not Destiny. Um, well, it's it's Destiny. Say. Nobu. You know, for- <laughs> <laughs> how does come together catch and flow is happening this week destiny is his stripper name so- hope <laughs> <laughs> people love- about that so we're here yes moo moo so cheers
1: guys fucking mm-hmm. cheers. Get- cheers to that I hope you nerds have a nice uh, bovrage ready for yourselves to sip on while you're listening to all the oh definitely juicy um, story possibly mid- mini-, mini
0: shout out to uh, Breview Adam you know we're all coughing it up right now yeah Yeah. I guess coffee
2: gang it is right now right All right how you doing i'm great i'm uh i'm enjoying this yeah i'm currently here with my iced oat latte yes yeah (laughs) and the two homies (laughs)
0: that's what it's about yeah super excited i mean it's been such a long time since you came back to japan uh if we're focusing on like catch and flow right now you were a judge i'm a judge yeah and last time was that your first time being
2: judge? no second this is my fourth time being a judge oh yeah so i was judging first time physically here in tokyo yeah Then yep. i've been judging twice virtually yeah yeah mm. yeah and now i'm back finally yeah, yeah. back to it. that's where you were doing
0: like what was it like 4 a.m wake to it no it was a crazy time for you oh. doing the online catch- yeah yeah
2: play. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one time we had like a little session at the chrome shop with rolf and Marcus participating yeah catch from there and the other time i was in a cabin up in sweden with the homies and we had all the <laughs> snow and yeah, I remember the snow yeah, yeah, this in the bag <laughs> <laughs> with Yasu taking the V, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, such an amazing run from Yasu. And all that time, you know, Chrome has been one of the, the companies that has been solidified into, like, Kendama world. As, for me, I always say the big three, you know. Any, any metalheads out there, thrashers, you know, we talk about, you know, the big four. We got the big three. Companies, Sweets, Kenjama USA, Chrome. I believe, like, those are the guys ha- who have been continuously making new stuff and putting it out. Of course, you know, we have our, our the godfathers, you know, going back to uh, Iwata Kobo, Iwata, you know, mm-hmm. Mugen Musos, for all of those who know recent Iwata-san, like, but... And, and Yamagata Kobo. Yamagata, yeah. of course. Any minute, still kicking Still kicking Trying to keep up, you know? It's an interesting kind of, like, Unbalanced of of yeah of like they begun they started the kendama like taking the aspect of what's not broken why would you fix it so they just kept it rolling for a long time until it got refreshed rebirthed I see's and now they're just trying to keep up
3: mm-hmm.
0: but Chrome Kendama is one of those companies you know outside of uh, Yumu Kendama who has been doing a lot of different stuff and possibly. Being a really hard influence to the other company.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think. Yeah, ever since, like, I remember the first time I saw you guys, like, Kram Kendama was DamaFest when we were all together in Atlanta. or 13, 13, twenty third 2013 in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, and you guys came down to Atlanta and just set up the booth, and none of us yeah. knew who you guys were, but we were like, holy shit, these guys are fucking rad. And then we, like, had that... that Legendary freestyle cipher where you bounce the pizza belt on the roof roof. and still fucking somehow got out of the spike and we all lost our minds. That's like I guess a moment also that just like solidified you guys in in like kendama history also. Where in which like brought it all. Rod, what was the first? What was the
0: first uh, experience? Sights when you laid, laid your eyes on
1: Torkild. On Torkild, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm. I think it might have been at the booth at DamaFest. When you guys were all set up and you guys were, everybody was just coming in because you guys had the Chrome is all set up yeah. and nobody really had that kind of stuff have set up. yet. the old Dama. Yeah, like the the different painted shit and like the oak cans and stuff like that. Not a lot of companies were messing with different woods at that time. So to see like a whole table full of like oak cans, you guys had the big Kendamas, which nobody else was messing with then. Yeah. And so like, it was just a spectacle. Everybody was just like, whoa, shit. and it's all new. Nobody right. had heard of it. So from Denmark. What the fuck, from Denmark? Yeah. Really? Like, what? How Japanese game in America from Denmark? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, super confusing. Yeah. So I remember coming up to the table and seeing you and Phil standing there and just being like, these guys seem so rad. Like, just like you and your big fucking smile and like welcoming yeah. energy and Phil with his charisma, just like talking to everybody and everyone. And it was just, yeah, it's one of, one of those moments for sure I'll never forget. It was great. Yeah. For me it was the That's one and
0: first anniversary or whatever, the year anniversary terror video comp where talking in like the full European stees, you know, the the outfit was very European ish. You know, my dad's from Croatia, so I, I get the feeling. I know when I went to <laughs> Europe like plenty of times back in the day. I remember specifically one of my, my cousins in Croatia being like, everyone's looking at you. I'm like, why are they looking at me? They're like they know you're not like from here. I'm like, how the hell? They're like your shoes. This is a, your shoe And I didn't really think about it until that point. But then, you know, if you look into it, if anyone's been to, to Europe, it's a different style. Many different styles. There's so many, mm-hmm. so many different styles. And there's a lot of history that goes back to it. So in any case, the, that Terra video, big smiles. Dude, this, the, the this cinematography of being like super far away. You know, was really cool to see like the atmosphere you're in. Like, I don't know who shot that. Emil Boda. Emil. Emil. Little Emil shot Emile. that. Yeah, Little Emil. He was oh. super junior. He was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe He's <laughs> Such a great, such a great edit. That's a Dama Nerd's homework right away off the bat. But absolute Fuck. We've been talking too much. Taco, what? How'd you start off
2: getting into this Japanese wooden bowl cup? All right. Well, I got into Kanama after my first year in high school. I'm 17 years old, and I'm at a music festival. It's a seven-day thing, so you camp out with all the boys and all the homies. Yeah. And I was pretty faded in my camping chair with no intention of moving. (laughs) (laughs) As I was sitting there, I was looking out in the horizon, and I saw this dude playing with this game, and I was like, hey, I got to get my lazy butt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. say, well, you know, I got to holla at this <laughs> yeah. too. And growing up, I always been into juggling, like juggling balls, Diablo. I was like riding the uni bike. I was skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. Riding BMX, pen graffiti, mm-hmm. DJing, like different stuff. Yeah, yeah, extreme. And where, well, you know, it was extreme sports. Yeah, yeah. X Games mm-hmm. and just juggling and sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he had a kanama and he was session, He's called Mort Lindbergh. Shout out. And pop. M-Pop. M-Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what that means later. That's kind of PG. I don't know. How, are, are we PG on this one?
1: We're out. No, no, you're fucking ready. This is not your mom's bin dumb. Okay, it, yes. no.
2: Yeah, so M-Pop means Morton Picker Patter because his name is Morton. And Morten. he only talked about Pick and Patter, which is Tits and Dicks. Okay. Tits and dicks. So it's <laughs> short <Schwartz, Ed, laughs> for him, but that is just M-Pop. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> and and M-Pop, the homie, he, he had an extra kandam where he was like saying the Uzi the Sora, but he didn't like yep. his TK. So he's was like, yeah, you can, you can cup the TK. And I got it for like 10 bucks no? or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and we became homies and he taught me a few tricks and we started hanging out and all the boys in the camp, the one I'm like Matthias, Philip, Isaac, you know? Yeah. And this was pre-smartphone, believe it or not, 2009. Yeah. And so when they came back, they were like, okay, let me start up my computer and see if I can find, <laughs> I can now online. <laughs> yeah. in, in 2009. Acquiring a condom in Europe was almost impossible. Yeah. So it was very obscure friends' websites that sometimes had them in stock. Kind of on yeah. And my friends, they already finished high school, so they were planning their sabbatical going to India, Nepal, and Japan. And I was like, you got to visit Kobo." Oh, shit. No. And they were like, we got to. <laughs> and this was their last stop of the trip, so these broke-ass backpackers were like, hey, Umetsu-san, can we camp in our tent outside the factory near the visit and i was like sure thing i'll pick you up in my suv and we'll go to the onsen yes. and they just hit it off and they hit it off so well um that i mean we made a bet actually we made a bet if nobody had taken the domain condam.dk find denmark yes yes i would acquire the domain and they would bring back a few boxes but Umetsu San is a good businessman. So we ended up spending, like, everything we had on was Like, we didn't start small. We Like, the first order we did for the stores was, like, $5,000. You know, we're just like, let's get it. Just all in. Yeah, okay. just all in. So that's how it started. And then, um, yeah.
0: So at that time, you're still 17 years old, and you're already thinking about
2: selling Kandala. No, it wasn't so much about selling. It was more like we were playing Kanama all the time. Yeah. And the homies, they got a few, like they were using a lot of time online just to get one. Okay. And then everybody else in high school, I was, you know, always out and hosting parties, DJing and, yeah, doing all these different things. And they wanted to play as well. We were like, yeah, let's play. And yeah, you can have my old one and this kind of deal. But, we just didn't have enough Kandamas, okay. so we just wanted more Kandamas for the homies.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you want to make a place where we could all easily get
2: Kandamas. Yeah, to keep spreading it more so. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we just wanted to have more Kandamas. Like everybody wants to play and we're like, let's play, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was it. And so in the beginning, like nobody in my family does business. Yeah, I'm the first one. <laughs> Uh, so we didn't know a lot and we just sold them at cost basically okay for the first wow yeah shit yeah <laughs> and, and at some point we we're like mm, wait wait yeah. we for, we... if we're gonna keep doing this maybe we should... Yeah, we should switch it up a little bit yeah i thought it, it was <laughs> very it wasn't like a business in, in the beginning it was like a project for the last couple of years i mean just like a thing doing it on the side i was having like in my locker at the high school it's like had the five different things. Quiver. Yeah, yeah. I feel They yeah, cool. do you want leaf green, a
1: light blue, a red, a man. Nice. It's so it's so funny, man. How like that's so similar to like in Canada as well. Like you know, we had Kendama Edmonton, mm-hmm. and the same story. Where like you know, they bought like a big box of Azoras and whatever, and then like I had a bunch of them as well. So I would just walk around Calgary with a backpack full of Kendamas. Mm-hmm. and whenever I'd be playing, I'd meet somebody like, "Well, oh, that's so cool. Where do you get one?" I'd be like, "Well, I got one right here. You got twenty bucks?" Like. You know it's easy. Same exact deal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the dude on the beaches like pulling the the cooler of like yeah, <laughs> dragging the heaviest coconut. Yeah,
2: you got the Thomas, I got the right here. So who was in that project with you? Yeah, so so we were this crew of friends. So Matthias and Philip and Isaac, and then it ended up being Philip and Isaac and I actually forming the business. Um, after you got the domain. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Ken
0: Dama
1: DK. Ken DK. Yeah. Yeah. I, s- I still have stickers that fucking. I was just thinking about that too. Like I, I might even have some of the little pieces of candy. Yeah. So you guys just to put them across? the Dama DK behind. Yeah. Did I? I think the licorice. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I, I might still have some like wrapped up in my Yo, little stickers. I remember. I remember. Well, I-, I-, I mean, they're in rent- 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 now.
0: Yeah. Emoto. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like back in the day, like he got some of them and we were like talking about it one time and he's like, That's some of the worst candy I've ever had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The good kendamas, but the candy could maybe use some work.
2: (laughs) Okay, so so yeah, so so it was those group handful of people. Yeah, and and at this point, I feel like when starting, there was like ten or twenty videos on YouTube. Yeah, it was very low key. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, it was like high technique kendama. There's like a few Japanese ones. Yeah, Extreme Kendama. Yeah, yeah. Colin. Freedom Kendama. Freedom Kendama. Yeah. Was, and yeah, f- like the dude at the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. The, 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 the so when he was the paint, everyone knows the parking he, he He was, it was goals because he was so consistent and such a performer. Like I was, I, yeah. I was like really inspired by him. Oh, yeah. Re- early on in Denmark, we had maybe 20 Kendama players, 20 people who knew about Kendama when yeah. I got into it. And it was all these skateboarders and rollerbladers and these cool dudes. Yeah. And I was still living in a small town, um, called Sleep near the Middlefard.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know about Middlefard. You can't forget that one. But now you're living in
2: a place called Sleep. 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 Oh, there's a little to you. sleep. Yeah. All right. Um, but, anyways, I would go to Copenhagen, and I would film with these badass boys. And yeah. one of them, he worked at a production company. And we filmed the most legendary thing, but the boss deleted it. But we had this trick, but I remember I was like six months in and I didn't really want to spike it because I thought spiking the canal was difficult, but I loved just flowing. So I was just like always oh, with the cups. cups yeah, like know. really going in. And then I remember these were my, my heroes because they could do Bird All the Valley and one of them hit a lunar. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we started on the Uzi, we thought lunars weren't impossib- possible. They were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were so slippery. Yeah. But then I went to the jam and I did like can flip orbit. And everybody was like,
0: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> tricks, one motion. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> because I was kind of like flurry with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the state of things at this
0: point. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So at that time, you had the kendamas, you were starting to distribute them, sell them out to other friends and stuff.
2: Yeah. Website. After a year, so 2010, we started doing that. We went back to the same festival. Most of us stocked. Like I was sleeping in the tent where the stock was. Yeah. And somebody, like, robbed our tent. Oh, what? Like, cut it open with a knife. To get the and damas? And stole, like, not the dum- damas. Not the damas? Dum- <laughs> they took the damas and the cash and my friend's new jacket. Oh. And all this happened while I was sleeping. Oh, what the fuck? You were in there. And he was, like, pissed at me. He was like, how could you sleep? And I was like, dude, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> we're going at it <laughs> while you sleep. Damn, <laughs> you then. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was a little bit of, like, a rocky style.
1: But... That's such a ballsy move, cutting someone's tent open while they're sleeping in it. Yeah, I didn't even know if anyone was in there. Just cutting it was just like, oh shit! Yeah, Stop but we up. Yeah, but they kept going. Like that's that's some fucking cojones.
2: Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> wild. Yeah. Now that you think about it, I didn't really think much of it then. It just happened. Yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> I, I was just sleeping and wake up, and then you know <laughs> you wake up feeling
1: all refreshed. Yeah. You're like, wait, what missing here? Well, when when did the name Crom
0: come into play? Because you had you know yeah it's, it's a very interesting name it's one that people in the community are like how do i say is it chrome or is it chrome chrome right <laughs> there's even a few people who like in a few videos that will they'll explain i think maybe you were like bonds or something like just touch upon it like a little bit it's like chrome or
2: chrome uh but anything's okay anything's okay anything's okay so what what's the meaning of the chrome all right so after a while, like I was working for this startup in New York uh, for a bit while after high school. Yeah. And it was a sourcing company. So I got to know about sourcing. They were making this new platform. I was like doing all the graphic design. Okay. And website design. And then I got to know a little bit about sourcing. And i always been really interested why things look like they do, you know, you this t-shirt or this packaging. i always just been having like a lot of interest in product design. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we started getting better at Kanama mm-hmm. after a bit and making our own tricks, which was much easier back then, because yeah. the vocabulary was so much smaller, yeah, seven countries yeah yeah, um and, and then we we were carrying Sunrise and Kanama China and Usura, and nice. we started giving them a lot of feedback on how to make the product better, how to make mm-hmm. it look better, and they all listened, but we never saw any action, oh okay, so I figured, okay, it's time to. Make what I want. You know, I want to make a funky kanama. I want to make the best kanama in the world. And at this point, I was painting graffiti a lot, and the chrome color is the biggest and fastest, and we can paint on top of every surface. Also, it's very versatile. It's difficult to paint on top of as well with other colors. It's a type of paint with silver, yeah. Oh, legit. The big silver came. Okay. We just call it chrome. And (laughs) there's a Danish word word called for which is basically silver plated, but a bit more like a slang. So that word would fluctuate a lot in the crew and the chrome can was also like around all the time. Uh, And then I love alliterations and brands always did. So Donald Duck, Carl you know, all these different, uh, I think that those work pretty well with brands. Mm -hmm. And the vision was international from the first beginning. I have a difficult time thinking about oh we should do this in this country. For me the world is one. Mm-hmm. It was, and the kanama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and then I wanted to call it Chrome because I thought it was fun to have a little bit of the Scandinavian heritage in there. Mm-hmm. We could also just go international Chrome Kanama and I, mm-hmm. I think that's a fine way to say it Chrome Kanama. Like mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. But just having like the letters and also being into graffiti, I think the K R O M letters look really good. A lot of good graffiti names have four oh.
3: letters.
0: Okay, yeah. So
2: for me it was just yeah nice round number. Yeah. And all kind of... I mean, we had different names. I remember Philip, he was like Red Sky Kanawa. Red Sky. Yeah.
1: Instead of Ozone. Instead of,
0: uh, yeah. Like an open sky. Open Sky. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, That's interesting. That
1: might be where he's
0: got it from, like, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. And then Red, it would be like, you know, Rising Sun.
2: That's what the Japanese... That's cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it would have been something else, right? But I was like, we're at this point it was isaac philip and i running the company and isaac and i were like nah we can't call it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's that that's a tough one you know that, yeah the shorter the better you know it's really easy to remember yeah. there's more of an impact
2: yeah so when we were, were about to make our own in- we're like we can't call them a domain we can't call them kendama dk and I, I don't really like national nationalist yeah um, oh, okay, okay brands yeah I think the world is one we are one board no it's, it's a cool. mental concept i don't fuck with mm-hmm. so i wanted to be more like a thing mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah cool that's
1: that's really cool and naming something especially something like a company that you like like you're saying you want to take internationally you want to have an impact with is like you want to like the name is the first thing that people know mm-hmm. and hear right so like you want to make sure that that has an impact and has like something to it that like catches your ear and something so it makes sense that you would put so much effort into you know like like you're saying something with like the four letters it's quick it's mm. got some alliteration to it so it's catchy you know it's got a cool meaning behind it it's got that like scandinavian influence like you're
2: saying and stuff so it's like really nice and fitting it's like it makes a lot of sense yeah it was very intuitive it just kind of like mm-hmm. we just kind of put it out there for fun and then it just stuck yeah and then it's like okay let's make a list with other names and we're like we already knew yeah you know wildly <laughs> oh, yeah we just knew. Like, okay, we'll make the list. We'll sit in the park. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. We'll but because that makes you feel, like, more confident when you're, like, yeah. mm, yes. this so, you know, We tried to do better. We yeah. can't. Yeah. Exactly. We had it already. Yeah.
2: I just knew. I was like, yeah. Okay, let's make the list.
0: Let's do that. So with that Chrome Kendama, I'm, or Chrome Kendama, I think probably when I first started saying it, I would say Chrome, but I tend to like to say it as it should be pronounced. So I've heard, you know, chrome from you and filled mm-hmm. right out of your mouths and stuff. So I was like, oh, it's chrome. Uh, as well as like, you could kind of mix it up, be like chrome, like as in like, yeah, the, the type of material, mm-hmm. this is like metallic reflective surface. Mm-hmm. And thinking, I was like, yeah, have there ever been a, an actual chrome, chrome dama? And then it struck me. I, I got a little present from you from Tokyo back in the day. Uh, first time we met in like 2014, the Mugen Mos- Muso tour, Gloken tour, mm. went out to the, to the fucking woods in Japan, hung out. You guys came for the Muso release party, doing pizzas with Phil the Drill, you know, fucking on the street, getting into <laughs> and stuff. When did the hype was real in Japan as yeah, when real. they were like, wow. holy shit, Westerners play Kendama? Yeah. And they're playing like a yo-yo? Yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Gaijin Smashing? Super. Yeah. <laughs> right. what? Oh, so man. So I trade I gave you I gifted you a t shirt of some designs of mine, and then you're like, sweet, I'm gonna hit you back when I get back to Denmark. And you sent back an awesome package, had a bunch of different damas and stuff. And I got one
1: that I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. The The Mirror Dama. Oh, the there, there it is. The croll so, we'll to oh, sink. Wow. But
0: Yes, but the towel was made out of plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was so janky.
2: <laughs> there's no inclination it's on the bevel. bevel. No, yeah, there's no actual bevel. It's just a straight straight. It's just a whole well, story of
0: this. Because I do know you. You actually did have different. You had chrome, cr- 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 like chrome. They, the first- they were they. We actually sent you this. You sent. Me this. <laughs> <My God. laughs> That wasn't the only thing though. There was like a mini. There was you, you, you hooked me up with like two deluxes and shit. A bunch of candy. I'm happy. A bunch of that delicious candy. I mean, <laughs> this is this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying back in before, like you, why we, why even spike it when you have enough fun just cupping and flowing, almost to the point of like, why would we spend time with extra paint for anything when all I want to do is just have fun and throw it around. Totally.
2: Yeah, so the story behind this Tama is the Chrome Chrome and that paint is difficult. And I feel like a lot of Kenama paints are difficult because we need to like do like the Tory regulation stuff and it's really like there's a lot of compliance. Yeah. And we haven't found like a safe way to do the actual chrome. Yes. But this is an experiment and I think this is a Christmas ornament where it's been modified. Um, that's so dope and it just, makes sense because it looks put like we like a lot of I think we it's really like those are usually like really light yeah so we yeah. just put like like from a candle like the hot wax oh you fill it full of wax yeah oh shit that's so that's actually smart because it would like dance up yeah yeah and then just like put this ratchet little tube in there <laughs> you got it ah, that's amazing and I remember, was it in
1: 2014 when I was in Copenhagen at the Chrome shop, you had one of these and we made a small edit with them. You remember? And I got a quick trick in it, but in the edit, it's very crazy, funky Chrome vibes where everything is fucked up looking and it's like you're fucking ate four grams of mushrooms and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But there is a little run trick in there. Really?
2: Yeah, I remember felt well, I'm happy you remember, right? Yeah. I'm happy you guys remember so much because... Yeah. Uh, it's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's some some you your kids' homework came for, for the uh, EKC, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah the- we hosted the one. Oh, exactly. Yeah,
1: we the did a little tour out to Middle Fart and stuff. And yeah, we had the uh, Kingdom Olympics. That was that was, called, was- That whole that- can with the triple XL Tama. Mm. Yeah, we had like the stringing race, the lighthouse race around the house. Dude, you killed the DOM Olympics. Yeah, I remember the Lawrence light <laughs> drop. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I was the longest listing drop champion for a while. Yeah, that was sick. We <laughs> should bring back the double limb. Absolutely. I'd be... It's a really good format. Mm-hmm. But a lot of formats. What was it? We had, like, the relay race thing where you had to... One person... The person at the front of the line got a baseball bat. You had to put your head on it and spin around three times. Okay. And then do, like, around USA or something. And then it was oh, all fucking impossible. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> you're, like, so easy and you're like... <laughs> and, uh, catch the ball, the cups, never mind spike it.
2: But, yeah. Man, yeah, that was a really good that's needed to make Kanama fight again. Absolutely. I was talking with Eiji about this last night. Yeah. How it's become so technical and so much like one more, or one more backflip, one more flip. Yeah. Okay, and it's not really 30 more taps. Yeah. (laughs) Which is amazing. Yes. Oh, it is. But it's not all there is to it.
1: Mm hmm. Shouldn't be the main focus. Totally. And that's why yeah. and there's a lot of things like you know like Kendama Christmas or like that's also like what I try to accomplish with like the New Year New Edit comp. You know, is like to make it more inclusive for people who aren't. I should tap these our life away. Yeah, you should. You should all participate in the New Year New Edit.
2: Comp. And and also the Chrome Trigger of the Year. Like, that we got a yeah. thousand bucks on the line. Just say so this, this guy This guy took it last year. We don't have a lot of did. Yeah. So <laughs> Dude,
1: that was so dope. I, that that was like. What would you spend them on? I was in Mexico and actually there's a funny thing because I was <laughs> broke as shit at the time. So it couldn't yeah. have come at a better time. Yeah. I like, I got that, like, I'm, I remember sitting in the hostel in Bacalar in Mexico and I saw the thing, or Skaggs called me, sorry. Yes. And he's like, Rod, you just want drink of the year. And I'm just like, holy fucking yes. I'm going to buy some tequila, motherfuckers. Let's go. Like, it was so sick. Yeah, and then like, fresh. I came to battle at the border and uh, that was when we all met up and it was like this real thing. And I was just like... And so I went back to Mexico with some cash. And it's yeah. just like, I don't actually know what I would have done without that. It was a very well-timed thing for me. It was one yeah. of those synchronistic things in yeah. my life. It was just like, without that, I would have been like making a phone call to
2: dad, you know, the bankum dad taking out a loan. So,
1: <laughs> so it was really nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that that's really what I want to do with Kanama, what i am trying to. Yeah. I mean, really making, I mean. A fun new face. Yeah. And I'll, taking Kanama. So when I won Catch, like, in 2014, it was super cool and all, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, it's like, okay, after a bit, like, of really being on top of my Kanama game 2014, 15, like, 13 through 15 as well, my high time in Mm Kanama, it's kind of like, sometimes, like, why did you fall off, you know? Sometimes I ask myself, like, Mm -hmm. I played more recreationally because I decided, okay, now it's more important to focus on the community, and in order to do that, I need to build this brand Mm -hmm. to feed into the community and actually be able to get money for people to win and yeah. support a Kenama lifestyle mm-hmm. and have actual Kenama pros who's not just a pro, but who can actually make a living from mm-hmm. Yeah, Yes, I'm really happy to hear that yeah. it's actually been going that direction. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, there has been like a handful
1: of pros that have been like, you know, getting money from their sponsors, like, like Chrome or other companies to like, just go out and do their thing, you know, like Bonds was like for you guys was doing that. For a while, and like, yeah, yeah. like everybody, every every company kind of has one, you know. Like, I guess I would be the terror one. Base almost, sick. yeah. Mascot. Yeah. And not even necessarily, yeah, the face of the, I guess, yeah, you're right, the face of the mascot kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're like the, the main guy who goes out to the thing and just does the thing, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's something that I think a lot of us have been pushing for for a long time, where like we're all kind of realizing, you know, as you get older, you're like, well, shit, like I love just playing and I love the play lifestyle, but I can't fucking put food on my table by doing that right so it's like so how do i do this while making a living off of it without like you know being like running down the street and fucking shoving things down people's throat being like buy this buy this buy this you know like doing it in a tasteful like fun way
0: yeah yeah and i think it goes back to also like you know like talk about you saying you know why'd you fall off but your play style was just so it was the flow my bit and at that time All of the kendama tricks, the play, the normal play wasn't super technical as it is now because it was still at its infancy of getting to that point. So just doing simple tricks, but consistently, you know, and and with a different kind of flair was the thing that stood out. Yeah. Like when you took the stage versus Taiga at the end of Catch and Flow 2014, I'm sure a lot of the Japanese fans were like, Taiga's like, you know, champ in J.K.A., He's going to take it. But then here's this new kind of platform of catch and flow where your flow style was so different as well as the performing side that you had. Like that was one thing that shocked me. So stage presence, you and Phil doing simple tricks, but like the way you would like amp up the crowd, you know, Phil with his like, like flamingos showing off his long ass legs and behind the back and (laughs) shit. Like it was simple, classic stuff, but you had an extra, like,
2: a flair flare to it. And but even back then, this was, some of it was tech. Back oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I remember doing juggles on kanama yeah. early on. And I'd never seen anybody do it before I did it. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, get into doing all these different variations. Yep, yep. And yep. back at that first catch, I think it was just Barnes, Bosch and I who were doing juggles. Nobody else was doing juggles. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was not yeah, yeah. a thing. Yeah. And yeah. doing, like, different variations of juggles, like, different ways yes, and stuff. it was the thing yeah. like luna roe on stage i mean i was gonna say yeah i, I was like really i had my few things mm-hmm. that and also so, like it put we were like pizza tosses like those were new like we were yeah. matisse and i we came up with the pizza toss you guys are nuts with that dude from like that the fucking <laughs>
0: you're like outside you up top these like massive set of stairs on this metal metal staircase and yeah that, that was like down at know, the that, bottom yeah, <laughs> yeah. pizza's up to you and
1: just that was a legendary shot. That was sick.
2: Yeah. I I, I love those early days of Kenama Freestyle where we didn't have IG yet. So you could actually pull up to a jam and do a brand new trick never seen before. Yeah. So that's yeah. what happened at DamaFest. Nobody's yeah. seen the pizza toss. We hit that motherfucker. <laughs> it was a fresh <laughs> We're like Let we, have, we have this brand new trade we've been working on yep. I and mean, we're trying to figure out how to do it because what's the Japanese guy with the glasses who, who was really good at Kenta. Kenta, Kenta. 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 He, he was like Okay, yes. He was so good at water sort of tornadoes. Dude, yeah. And, and 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 then he would I remember I remember this clip. Yes. He was like flowing like with a performer size kanama. Yeah. And then he would like throw it. And then throw it. Oh throw it. Like a scene and we and Mathias and I we were like learning really how to do that. We got super flowy. And we were like uh, going to all these Jacklin conventions we're like like trying to get inspiration, just such mm-hmm. a lot of dama. Yeah. And we're like, eventually we just started pushing it. <laughs> and it was like, this is- yeah, <laughs> this is, we're going to go to dama fest. And it was actually Alex Smith. I met him. That was my first dama travel in 2012. Yeah. At the European Juggling Convention mm-hmm. in, okay. in Poland. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, that's when the, some of you guys came over? I was, it mm-hmm. was Alex. Yeah. Kristen. Okay. Uh, we had Shimodera San, no, okay. no Sweets. It's just Alex and Kristen from North, North America and uh Deo-san and what's the guy with? Mukai-san. Mukai-san. Yeah, and the European homies. Yeah, like Chauffeur and okay. some of those. Chauffeur. Uh, yeah, shout outs. And I got my fourth down first tee with the yeah. Shimmer I was practicing a lot together. Yeah. That's, um, and, and yeah, Alex invited me for Damafest. Fest. He hit me up. I was in okay. India. Okay, yeah. and he's like, you should come. I was like, okay, I'll come. <laughs> we got a new trick to show you so, yeah, that, was a, that was a fun energy you know just saving it and doing
0: yeah like the, the, the pair when you guys were both on stage like pizza tossing back and forth like before that you know kendama was just like you and the kendama mm-hmm. but then once you start adding people to it and then that that different style this new trick pizza tossing and stuff like
1: that's... dude blow people's mind and that's that like you were saying that you're going to juggling festivals to get inspiration. Like jugglers are some of the best at that kind of shit where they have multiple people involved and they're doing yeah. these very intricate throws back and forth. Yeah. And you watch them and you're like, what in the fuck are they doing? Like right. they, like how are they passing these back and forth? You know, and it's the same kind of thing watching the pizza bounds. I remember the one year at Van Jam, uh, we had the Renegade show, which is also a juggling thing. And I I had the one game where I got Bonds, like Bonds, you got to come up with me. Cause I knew he had the pizza bounce like better than I did, so I was just like, "We're gonna play a little volleyball." And I, I got two people to block arms and be the net, and we played pizza bounce volleyball. Oh, kind of back and forth. It was it was a little sketch. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. Sergis. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's very important to keep that playful aspect, to keep that that fun, the like not taking it too seriously and being like, "I have to grind this trick, otherwise I'm not gonna be on top of the game." You know, and shit like that. And like, I mean, there's a place for all of it. Yeah. But you got to just remember why you started in the first place. Like what really brought this into your life and what made it important to you. Mm -hmm. You know, And I think for all of us, maybe not everyone, but for most of us at least would be the play aspect, the fun. Yeah. The like doing this and just like every time you land something, you have this big shit eating grin on your face.
2: You're like, that's not shit.
1: You're right. I think it totally shows when you're like doing a
0: demo and you try the hardest trick and you get it And the people are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you do like an earth turn or a stick and they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because it's like more simplified where people can understand it. Un- people can understand it. where the muggles can understand it. Exactly. And, like that, and, that, and that's like, we were at that point when we first started, mm-hmm. that was the cool shit. That was the, the hype and then it turned into something different for each person. But that's where it all starts.
2: Yeah, I think both are so important, and and um, yeah, I, I really appreciate the the way that we're taking this conversation. And I think we all love like high tech Kanama play, but like the direction we're taking now is a bit more as a response to a direction because I think our, kinama should be skateboarding for the hands. It shouldn't be yo yo. Yeah, and initially when I was like. When there was more than like a, a few people upload a few more videos, I saw spacewalk on YouTube, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That's too much. Like, it's <laughs> too much." I'm not. I'm just gonna stay cobbin'. Yeah, I think you want to be able to release, <laughs> um, and um, and yeah, my vision, like for Chrome and for Kanama, has kind of like switched throughout the years. Yeah. So we've been having different slogans, kind of like helping out the vision. So in the beginning, okay. it's like make the best Kanama in the world and keep it funky. Yeah, and then it was like yeah, well, championed and endorsed, and then yeah, and our new slogan is "Play Life," which I really like. That's cool. I didn't know. That's funny. I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I think "Play Life" has a few different meanings to it. it oh, absolutely, it yeah. in different ways. But it's inspired by the quote by this Indian meditation guru um, called Sharji, and he had this quote, which is "Play as if working, and work as if playing." And I really love that. It really, yeah, that's it, it's really beautiful. Um. Yeah. For me, like, my vision now for kanama is to make it the world's biggest secondary sport. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I don't expect everybody to get as deep as we are. I appreciate it like everybody goes deep. Yeah. But I think Kendama can make the world better. Absolutely. And I think all the lessons we learned from Kendama, just like the different synopsis, fire in the drain while playing Kendama, yeah. Yeah. all these different things that are so important as a response to the way the society the world is going with all this invasive technology. Mm-hmm. And for me to really feel like I'm doing an actual impact, I want to like get it out there. And that's why the mission isn't to make the biggest sport in the world, because I don't expect that, yeah, it'll become like that, but I see Kandam as a perfect secondary tool, no matter what you're doing. Are you a young professional This is like your condensed ping pong table at the office? <laughs> Are you waiting for your dance lesson? Yeah, yeah. Get off your phone. San obsession a little bit, totally. like in any sense, we all know how we can apply Kanama and I don't see any game toy, whatever, with a barrier of mm. entry as low as with Kanama. Totally. yeah, And I think. Well, the acceleration rate of getting good. Yeah. It's really easy to get good, mm. like quickly if you spend the time. Yeah. as And I think that's why these tricks that convert into something digestible is a favor to the rest of humanity. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really important. Like Glokan, they started with the vision of making a bridge. Global Kandama. Yeah. Or between the Kandama players in Japan and rest of the world. But I think it's really important that we as a community make a bridge between our community and the rest of the world. Yeah. And we keep having that conversation through our performances that are understandable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, think. It, do you think it's like going out there and being active compared to
2: tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think Going to schools, doing jams, doing performances is really important. Absolutely. And just being out there. And, and don't be too selfish, selfish with your Kanama. I mean, we all love to grind. We all hit, love to hit harder tricks and challenge ourselves. Totally. And like the cycle, reach, repeat mentality. But I think yeah. a lot of people like love getting new people into Kanama And in order to do that, we need to make it that digestible and not become yo-yo where it's just like this very obscure little niche. Yeah. And that's also with Chrome. You know, I love all these, you know, you mentioned the big tree. And I love, like, all the canal brains. I love all the hand turn. I like you know, I, I love all the different things, but I'm not really trying to be a niche within a niche. I want to make the world better. Mm. I want to, and I think, I believe that canal can make the world better, mm. but I don't just want to make my own world better. I really want to, like, that get world. get out and, and and share this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a really good way to look at it, I think. It's just, like, looking at your impact on the world through your actions and through what you're building and whatnot and, like really being conscious of how it's going to affect people and yeah and I think you're right too like you if you look at the kinama community like I think it's a very diverse community in that like there's people from all aspects of life where like if you if you look at like skateboarding you get a bunch of skate rat kids you know like a bunch of like like kind of I don't don't want to like put them in a box because it's not this way but you know there's it's a lot more of a a type of person that does like skateboarding yeah. a lot more you know whereas well, because it's yeah. it's more of a a physical investment right oh okay. true, true when you're learning skateboarding there's this learning curve where you're gonna fuck yourself up yeah and if you're not willing to do that then you're not gonna progress yeah right? whereas kendama has that learning curve but it doesn't have the physical effects as much yeah. sure you're gonna get a black guy you're gonna fucking it yeah well if- get a bloody lip whatever i mean i knocked myself in the face yesterday my lips a little sore but like and that's part of knocking knock tooth out <laughs> yeah well, no i still got the tooth <laughs> but but yeah I, and i think that's a a cool observation just like along the lines of what we're talking about you know it's like because it is something that could be like a primary secondary sport mm-hmm. that's a it's a weird yeah. way
0: to say it but yeah <laughs> you know what, but, but, but but i think that, that people know about yes yes not just like what's that thing to be like oh those kids are playing kendama
1: yeah, I'd be like, oh, like, yeah, I've, I've played Kendama. Or like, yeah, I've only gotten the big cup. I'm not, like, in this level or whatever. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, non-skateboarders can know what do a kickflip mean. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And skateboarding is just a good example because mm. it's like. They had to see similar beginnings, easy. you know? It's, yeah, it's like this weird little niche thing that, like, people are like, what the fuck are these people doing? Yeah. And then as it g- gains popularity, it, like, changes completely and yes. becomes more technical. Yeah. And then uh, there's more support worldwide. And then there's these big events and cash prizes. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, look at it. Like, we're all fucking. None of us are from Japan. We're all in Japan. And yes. if you live here, you'd probably be here regardless. But, <laughs> that's, that's <a> fact. <laughs> but like,. And I would like to think I would still be in Japan regardless, but, like, reality is I'm here for Kendala. Yep. you know? Right, right. And it's really cool how, like, I, I that vision that you have of, like, spreading it,
0: making other people uh, know what Kendawa is, putting more eyes on it. Like, you and Sweets have been working so hard trying to in, have other, like, people endorse, almost, doing these awesome collabs with other people, other companies that could have a similar kind of vibe mindset that could encourage people to, hey, try this thing out. Mm. But you didn't know what it was. Maybe it was hard to get into, but hey, now we're connected to this thing that you do know. Now is your chance to kind of try it out, right? The recent Zoomies thing. I didn't even know what the hell Zoomies was. Mm. <laughs> As you <laughs> living here, like, I don't know. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: but then shit works together and and then doing more collabs. Recent, another, the, the the Mishka? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I had a dog named Mishka, so I think That's cute. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shinfo. So you've made so many kendamas. Let's hear the stories of the deluxe oh. changing into the future of big cups with the sleigh dog. Let's start with the deluxe though. Well, what was the mindset with the deluxe? Why did you go s- different kinds of woods a lot? Mm. Fat chunk. You got base cup. Ooh, where's that? Where's that rim? It's not even there. <laughs> What was the style? Because this was, you know, the, the deluxes, <laughs> not even than, the deluxes stood out from the rest of the companies, yeah? Yeah. And actually, if you thought what? about, if you thought about, like, uh, KUSA had their tribute, mm-hmm. the whole through the Sarado, mm-hmm. what What was the thought process with uh, working? And I know you guys started with what? Like, a, a company in, where
2: was it? Not China? Vietnam? Vietnam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... The deluxe was basically you know, when I started making my own brand, it wasn't just to make what was already. Because then I'll just keep buying what was. Yeah, yeah, already there. yeah. It's already there. Um so I had the vision to make the best Kanama in the world and keep it funky. And in order to do that I wanted to explore different wood types. Yep. And I love, you know, all the terrorist I've always been a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I wanted to you know, explore like the lamination techniques into like more a larger scale, yep, yeah, yeah, um, and get it out there. So we started like laminating, blowing mm-hmm. a lot of wood together, and working with this partly Danish owned wooden factory in Vietnam, they've never made a kanama before, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple thing to make, but making a proper kadama—it's quite intricate, really. And compared to is, most, what's it? Think. It really is the really, to really struggle. It yeah, it's it's difficult, wow. really difficult, and getting it good. I mean, the quality. It, it takes. It, it, yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of time. So yeah, we were working with these guys, and then yeah. The idea with Deluxe, we just wanted to make cool kendamas, and we just made, like, a lot of different ones.
0: Yeah, it's like, kept, like... The Dawn really stuck out to me. That was so The dope. Dawn, that one was... And half and half, and then you had the black paint, you yeah, had the stripes. Yeah, get Dawn, that was so good. I mean, we were just, like, crying out the signs.
2: Yeah. We, we didn't care. Like, we were just, like, kept blasting.
1: <laughs> oh, here's another one. And they were <laughs> full, full Maddox. Was there four Maddox? Yeah. I mean, the paint just kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah, those early Deluxe paints... Yeah. And, uh, so it was kind of like the, the early Switch Paints where paint. so like, yes. you would play it and you'd play for like a
2: 20 minutes and then you look down and there's that, paint chips all over. It was not like cutting. shipping, yeah. super slippery. Okay, okay. So we, but we just wanted to keep like to make something different to so, like make the deluxe, keep it more like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course we had the the, the deluxe team, you know. I was going to bring that up with the deluxe team. Yeah. Just like all the friends. Yeah. All the female friends. Yeah. Just like yeah. sending the deluxe team. Totally. Yeah, like real. And from that, you know, you birthed Haley's
0: uh, and, you know, Kristen's idea of the all girls Kendama comp.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Because you guys started like the, the woman, girls only yeah. video comp that we yeah. took. Mm-hmm. And then that just, you then you stopped. Then I think Haley and Krista were like, "Yeah, what the hell? I guess we'll just do it ourselves." Yeah,
2: that's good. And They kept the torch going. Yeah, I'm good at starting things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually i'm I'm not super good at like keeping things going, but I don't think I have to because as a community, like, mm-hmm. then we start something, then they keep it going. It's also yeah. with EKC. We kind of started that and hosted it a couple times now. Tio is doing it, and we're talking about it. I'm like trying to support the best I can, but he's really good at operating it. And I love how it's also. I'm not trying to own. I'm not trying to be possessive. Like I love, you know, co-creating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I even I forgot about that. But fun thing. Like first time in Japan, yeah. I finished the Chrome movie. That okay. Yeah. 2013. I was like staying at the Asakusa Smile. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, the Asakusa Smile. <laughs> Holy shit! That brings back some memory. <laughs> and I came to Japan straight from Vietnam after having a really intense week uh, with Murphy's law being very present, <laughs> everything that can go wrong, will go wrong. And I think that really applies to production. Um, so Absolutely. I was kind of pooped and I came to Tokyo by myself in the middle of the night and I didn't have any cash. So I couldn't go to the Texas mile and check in and I didn't know how to get cash. I was like trying to go to all these banks and well, didn't work. Yeah, And then this homie, he was like trying to help me. I was trying to call my bank, didn't work. And then he ended up giving me 5,000 yen Whoa. and I was like, here's the deluxe. <laughs> 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 and I, you know, that's, that was like 50 bucks at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got a lot, so I could go to the SX Smile. And I told Klo Ken, I want to learn as much as possible about Japanese Kinama culture. Mm. I was so curious yeah, yeah. and I went with the Yusuke Ito-san to go to his uh, Kinama class. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's epic actually. So it's- epic. And I met with Akimoto san and this was pre-smartphone, so I had no service. Like, I spent yeah. an hour finding him at the station. You should. <laughs> Straight up. There's like a very different time. Yeah,
1: that's so legendary, too. Like, if you guys don't know who Yusuke Ito is, he's the first ever professional kendama player in Japan, and he has been doing performances and stuff and like crazy tricks on stage since before we ever knew what a kendama was, anything. Yes. This.
2: Yeah. Kind of thing. One that, one year before I started playing Kanama, he was in the mic doing a performance for the Japanese embassy. That's insane. It's so <laughs> insane, and and he was so good. Uh, he is so good, Mushikami, that he he plays like it's he uses it as a what do you call like um what's the English word for like a like a little drumstick? You know those. Oh yeah, like uh, like a drum percussion. Yeah, he uses it as a, as a percussion instrument. Kanama. Yeah, like the way he's mm-hmm. so good In like trial and mm-hmm. kind of like some Josh Grove shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just really, he's been like working from Yusuke I exactly. legacy this taken up the tour. And I went to Yusuke Iso's house and he had more than 200 movies. Yeah, he had dude, so many movies. Dude, he did have so, he probably still does hmm? have so many movies. Yeah. Dude, and that, yeah. that, that's worked that on This was movie. the gold man of wow. me. You know, yeah. yeah, he had so many movies. It's like, a,
1: yeah, trans- yeah. Like, I went out for dinner with him in Tomotsu the first time I was in Japan. Or sorry, it was the second time I was in Japan. And we are talking about mugens, and I mentioned that I didn't have one. He goes, ha, 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 it's okay, present. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then, like, a week later, we're in another city in Nara, at Tomota's parents' house, and a package comes for me. And I'm like, what do you mean a package came for me? And it's a fucking yellow mugen in package from Yusuke Ito. Whoa.
2: Fucking legendary. Yeah, he gave me a wine mugen. Like, seshed. Oh, oh, So we were just, like, seshing our wine mugens. Or maybe, <laughs> it, maybe it was fresh. I got, like, a lot of mugens on that first trip. <laughs>
1: It used to be that if you came to Japan as a foreigner, you would leave with a
2: muke. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, it used to, honestly, like that used yeah. to be- It was such a flex to play muke back then. Yeah. And also just smash it into yeah. the ground. Like we just like play a muke hard, a hard because I mean, most people like they play soft, but I love to always like get a glitch mm-hmm. with the nama, like really get some, like you talked about, like really feel it. I think I've realized more recently, like I'm really emotional and really like getting into like that expression to yourself and like yeah. feeling yourself and like getting you know like all your energy into it like putting all you have into it i feel the same way it's so much fun mm-hmm. and doing that with a mute was a flex oh, i remember on roots <laughs> tour <laughs> i was like searching the mute
3: <laughs>
2: dude yeah and that like
1: that kind of ties into if any of you nerds listen to the last episode with colin We were talking about the early days of Kusa where they had Mugens, but it was like the pro team got gold Mugens. Because it wasn't, there was this before pro mods, right? So they all just got gold Moogs, and that was the flex. It was like, oh, got the gold Mugen, you know, pro team shit. Until all of a sudden Mugen was gone. And then it's like, we don't have any more Dhammas. What do we do? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Right. Let's
0: start making our own. Yeah. Okay. That was deep into the deluxe. Mm, there, there was, and we, we, you know, we we went to so like all amazing territories. There was there was a mishap that happened. You know, right now you're in this new, maybe not new anymore for you. Your your Chrome headquarters. It's a nice big spot. Before you were like semi underground.
2: You know, like B. Point five. We we've been right now. We don't have an HQ. Oh word. We've been having three different HQs. So first we started like semi underground. Yeah, 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 we just needed a spot. So first, like we just had the box of kanamas like under our bed and we were like, <laughs> sometimes somebody would be traveling, you know, and then I would have them, then it was just like around. And at some point it was at Phil's kitchen. And I also moved into that kitchen and we had like more and more boxes of kanama So I was like sleeping, but, like the kitchen had a lo- little corner to it and Copenhagen apartments are not huge. I mean, maybe not Japan, small, but definitely the US, huge. Yeah. So in between. And I was just sleeping there with more and more boxes of me, And eventually and with Philip and his girlfriend yeah. in this small flat, eventually like I had to get my own place, but Chrome also needed it on its own place. So we just started walking around the neighborhood and we talked to this lady and she's like, yeah, I'm moving out. Like you can take over this rent." And it was like this, yeah, Damn. really cool spot, but also kind of trashy. Yeah. Like workplace. is it was fun. And then we got like a little bit nicer one. Uh. And we were like, okay, let's try and actually do retail and like make it nice. You know, let's see if that's a thing. And we just figured out, okay, retail for Kendama doesn't really work in Copenhagen. So we just moved out to a bigger spot and we shared it with this woodworking, like some of my friends, they do like woodworking furniture design and figured that would be a cool synergy to be in. So they had like a whole woodworking workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had to cut down a bit again. So we became less and Rasmus he also moved to Jutland so now like the staff of Chrome is very international okay so we don't have a lot of team in Copenhagen so it's just two of us me and Fred and he's part time oh and then Rasmus he's in the other side of the country then I have Uleg in France I have a uh, well wow. Elias in Austria got Skye's yeah. part time over in Pittsburgh yeah ons as well Boulder and then I have like two guys part time in Italy in Spain yeah 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 so it's kind of like very spread out at this point yeah and we might be starting a store in Rome. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty. We got Davide with the Davide connection right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's working for Chrome now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, part-time, full-time, maybe. I don't really know. I mean, he's, he's Session. So he, okay. he, he, yeah, he has been on it, though. He's been on the Dama grind, and he's really good at it. And it's kind of like a similar thing with that shop, you know, just like working around there. Like he has some friend's mother, who mm-hmm. he's like, so yeah, we might be, I feel like. There's an option. Yeah, and and I mean, co making is sick, am I sick, but it's very homogeneous. Mm-hmm. It's a small country, like the style is good, but it's very much the same style. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I think trying to break out of that box a little bit. Yeah, I think Chrome is a little bit not very Danish in many ways. Okay. I mean you guys may think it's Danish, but compared to Danish brands it's very not Danish. I see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different feel when you're there. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So the story I wanted to ask about was um in that in that one spot that was the what from what I saw is the first HQ, which was like you know that yeah little
2: yeah five 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 steps down yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one where I was at
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah where um, Rolf broke the front door or something. yeah you and Rolf I I, I, yeah. well, I think I did glad <laughs> there was also a mishap where some of the deluxes got a little stinky there was a there was a sewage oh, pipe <laughs> leak break. Boxes and boxes of deluxe. Oh,
2: literally Shadowpong. Literally Shadowpong. <laughs> this was <laughs> tough. So Monday morning, I take my bike to work in the rain. Mm-hmm. And I get in, and nobody's there. Like, Philip is not even there. I'm like, brother, get up. It's we got to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not there. And then, like, it, it was raining. Like We had, like, a flood storm and that old shop we had didn't have like the security security thing for the water uh, oh didn't have the like, pineage yeah it had bad mm. Um, so that whole thing like we just had like the shipment on the Friday prior to that so we didn't put it on pallets we just had like these boxes in the little stock room yeah until, yeah. We, until we put it you know properly mm-hmm. just over the mm-hmm. weekend and it just kind of like sucked the bottom one and it all just like tipped oh, over. oh. oh, oh. man thing worse. and there was like yeah no insurance or nothing because we didn't store it properly yeah, oh. yeah. and i was just like there by myself in that problem <laughs> to figure it out and i was like okay philip you gotta come to work now this is a very monday <laughs>
1: we we'll have a very monday yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that sucks yeah put your canal boxes on a pallet on a few yeah, yeah. Dry in a basement be careful in those basements
0: but but that didn't stop you
2: you know you guys worked hard cleaned them yeah and dried them yeah sold them we used them for workshops and gave them away and, like, did, like, mad discounts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, was, in the end, like, it did suck, but at least you were still able to use
2: it. Yeah, we had a lot of friends who came out and helped, like, disinfect and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Fuck <For> <laughs> Do you remember, like, so many things? So, amazing. There was, like, a really Monday, Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounded like the most Monday of Mondays, man. Yeah. Just, like, the bike ride was tough, I remember boom in the in the rain
1: I bet and yeah. then on top of that you're like fuck I'm finally at the office and you like, fucking dry off a little bit yeah. yeah open the door and just like sploosh sploosh <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah oh dude i can't imagine the, the turmoil going on in your
2: fucking head at yeah. that that's <sighs> but here we are here we you're we're fucking I mean, it. It was... yeah it still continues it does. Yeah. i mean i think in biology, like there's this thing called epigenetics where we're so much product of our environment but since we're conscious beings we can translate our environment. So, I mean, it is what you make of it.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you guys kept it rolling, the ball rolling, if you will. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the Thomas man.
0: There's, yeah, yeah, and, and then spikes. <laughs> there was a time where um, you guys, I mean, I've noticed, of course, you, you and other chromies, philip mateus you, you came to japan m- multiple times it was we were hanging out and stuff you did that awesome tour when you released the vikings that was a super new type of kendama that you know terra had their lbb's and this was just a little uh, triple lbb or something it was uh, quite it was a bit bigger
2: it was a little bit bigger than a little bit bigger yeah it's exactly. quite, quite a bit bigger
0: good yeah. performer size but really great concept of Viking it's for the bigger hand it's for the Danish Viking.
1: the best one ever was the fucking cheese wood Viking the cheese that was the sickest dama I think this day might be the sickest dama I've ever fucking played. <laughs> the cheese spur I'll never regret With the wall not buying a dama patty. yeah dude it was so sick it was like mm. this wood just like I it could have been a block of cheese that was like the way it felt it was like when you hit like a stilt or a bird it was literally like a fucking cushion like a yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly that <laughs> yeah. it was so, so nice wish.
1: dude yeah. it was so nice yeah i know it was like styrofoam almost like mm.
2: whoa yeah sick that factory in vietnam we had like our own drying facility so there's like a lot of local woods you know it's like oh yeah this dude just cut down a few trees to like make a new road here's like a obscure little piece of tree okay let's just oh. let's just dry it in the thing and yeah then try and see if it works for Kanawa. you know? That's so sick. Yeah. It's a very, like, sustainable factory. Like, yeah. They had, like, all kinds of stuff great.
0: I love that. And that's time, you guys released the, the walnut rubberwood thomas. Is that what started you off with rubberwoods? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And now, making it in Hondui, right? Mm-hmm. And they have the access to the rubberwoods. Yep. Continue. Exactly. That's dope. Because that's one thing that I remember, like, hearing about. And I think even still people will have that question. Like like when you guys released the rubber woods with the, with the Nihon series, people were like, "Wait, so what's the paint? Is it LOL clear or rubber?"
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's
2: funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rubber wood, not rubber paint. But exactly. Rubber wood <laughs> absorbs the LOL clear so well. Like it's the stickiest. Mm. Can like time that we have this on the rubber wood. So, because I had a lighter side. Because rubber, rubber wood, is wood is a little similar to cheesewood. wood. Mm. So mushy, so it's a a little softer. And I think as kendamas are getting really big, rubber wood is a good wood to keep the weight a little yeah, down. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, when they were this small, oak made sense. But when they're this big, I feel like rubber wood makes sense. Like, it's so much bigger. I've always
1: been a pretty big fan of heavy kendamas, but I definitely take their toll. Like, even today, like, I was just saying, like, my wrist is a little bit sore. from I've been playing this heavy Purple Heart Kocho. For A few days now, and like I have a Verawood wood hand turn that I made in my bag. Sweet, that I like. That I, I gotta try that one. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we'll play later. I'm pretty sure it's like 120 grams, like yeah. just the key. I, love yeah, heavy, so it's, like, I love heavy, I love heavy. And like, there is something to be said about you know, one of those where you like you slap a lunar on that thing, and it's like you're sitting down, it's like a <laughs> bam, you know, it's like early night, just sitting down, it's like a but like, it's like Bam Bam Bigelow doing a butt drop in like the 90s of WWF, you know what I mean, like clicking <laughs> right on your face, just bam it feels so crazy yeah but yeah like i think it's also important to keep that like especially with the modern play you know like the multiple flips That's probably a good reason why i'm not so into the triples and quadruples and shit like that is because i'm always playing these heavy woods you know it's like a lot takes a lot more
2: effort to get that thing spinning totally and never mind stopping it right yeah like and i feel like for your very dynamic and aggressive style the heavy one is good i mean I, i used to play a lot of heavy kinamas and really like them. Mm. And I think our styles are very different, but we have some coherency, like the more aggressive and like fucking go in. But (laughs) again, for me, it's always been not about the tricks you do, but how you do them. Mm. And if you do like a soft dance like rather just like go for it and miss it. Yeah. 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 Because then that one time you hit it, it's going to be lit. And it feels good on the heavy ones. But I feel like I love the diversity in kinamas. And then having played a more heavy than coming to a rubber wood and just like the birds just like sitting there and you're just yeah, chilling yeah. and it's so much fun. And like and that's what makes it cool too is like these different type
1: wood types, different paint types, different shapes, all that stuff kind of adds different attributes and like kind of helps curb your play style into okay. different zones, you know? Yes, yes. So like, like when I picked up one of those cheesewood damas, you know, it was like fucking just stall central, you know, it was yeah. like... I didn't, I don't think I ever did a big cup on one of those. It was just <laughs> fucking bird. Yeah, so you barely you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very cool to like see that, like the progression from where we started with like nothing but beach woods or like, you know, the odd sakura or the odd like, you know, like Yamagata Koba has been doing a lot for many years, yeah, different yeah. woods and stuff like that, but yeah, we didn't geez. get to see much of that. Until we started coming to Japan and mm. going to their little museum and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in the beginning, all we ever had was beechwoods and maybe the odd maple, which didn't come till later. Right, right, right. So now it's cool that we can have all these options, and we're fucking spoiled in a way. All you nerds who were just starting, now you have no idea. This shit is like, you know, I used to fucking walk to school and my grandpa's... Yeah, 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 yeah. PJs fucking uphill both ways and seven feet of snow, fucking that kind of shit. I, I mean,
2: in a lot of ways, like... Also, it's it's easy. Like a lot of hard work has been put into making kanamas what they are today. Absolutely, a lot of hard work, and of course, you don't see that no. start. But it's easy to like start a kanama brand and make a mm-hmm. good kanama. Like we had to put a lot of work into making them better because mm-hmm. for starters, we didn't know exactly what we were gonna do, mm-hmm. but we just met, wanted to challenge the status quo mm-hmm. and keep doing that. Yeah, and I think the evolution of Kandama and the evolution of kandama traces, has really been fast paced mm-hmm. but i think at this point it's also like okay we don't really need that much bigger cans it's like yes we've been on a it's interesting to see what's gonna come i'm yeah excited to see what's the next kind of thing the in hold on now the next like, big evolution better paints bigger cans mm-hmm. all these little kind of like things to make them special mm-hmm. where now it's kind of like we come up with all these mimicky almost kind of thing yeah. yeah it's Parker. funny Catalyst, yeah like take us down this road right yeah so interesting
0: Kron made a big one I think for the whole community by releasing the Slaydog mm-hmm. yeah that was I mean I've heard that that was the ticket almost to persuade Bonds to join the team sending him mm-hmm. uh, a
1: prototype See like this is what we got. This is what's coming in our future. I remember him telling me that and being like he said he looked at it and he said, if this is what it's gonna be like, then I'm in <laughs> or something like
0: did, that did, <laughs> off of
1: that as where the other companies
0: were looking at that being like, oh, at the beginning, you know, as most new things happen, people are standoffish. But then as it it turns into the norm after a while, and that's definitely what happened with these big cups. I'm mean, pretty sure it's because of the sleigh dog. So what's
2: the story behind the sleigh dog. Well, the design on the Tama, like I've designed kendamas that took me a long time. The design on the Tama took me like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the scope from the autumn. That was like the first kendama with that scope. Okay. Yeah. Like scope. It doesn't necessarily 70, 30 scope. Like yep. that, that wasn't done before. Mm-hmm. Now it's like everybody. That's yeah. Yeah. So before there was just yeah. the stripe and then the way to track. I wanted like the top scope as well so i added that that became the nihon because it had like the white around the hole okay. and then the red and the oh, retard right. on the, so yeah it had, like the yeah. nippon flag yeah and that was new like never seen before nothing people don't know but it was like a new thing i was like people just do it um and then of course they can like we wanted to make it bigger yeah and we had some experience making it bigger from the Viking, but that was like more a response to the performer size. Yes. So it was Viking was smaller than performance size. So we were thinking like the same thought of making it to these hands and not the Japanese hands in the, the <laughs> 1970s, which is basically what the store is based off, right? Uh, and keeping it still competition size. Okay. So that that was kind of like the brief, you know. We made it bigger. Did you? That's how it started. You, did you like measure out the box and? At- this was pre, this was pre-boxed, this was pre box. I remember we had a meeting with Tamatsu and Jeremy from Kinami USA and some other, maybe probably Sweets was there and maybe Nobu, we were like at a cafe in, in Tokyo. Yeah. And it was like a thing. I was like, okay, so what's up with this? You know what, yeah. what, like, because we kind of like broke the rules without really having rules. So it's kind of like, okay, so what are we going to do with the rules? It was the same thing, like, when Sour Mash started making sticky commas. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like, yeah, like, well, we never thought you would do this. Like, what the fuck? That's not okay. You can't do that.
2: Yeah, and then slowly everybody kind of starts to just accept it, and it's like, well, oh, actually, this is better. And now everybody does it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was kind of like one of those situations where, I don't, I mean, it's always tough being a pioneer, you know, we're like, yeah. but of course, I wouldn't say tough, but in this case, but, you know, it's like, people had to get used to it mm, totally yeah um so yeah that's that's slay dog we made it in ash and we made it in in Mabel. and you guys added those
0: micro lines
2: yeah for helping yeah all yeah. and it's yeah. really yeah. cool yeah those were cool and that's fun to see also how like see who he just showed me his new DT jack DT collab whatever and that it's has it, it's got the same small micro lines groups. yeah, yeah. And it it, yeah. it it and it's fun to see you know how those has just been like kept on, and that's sometimes like yeah I think as people like our worst and best sides it's two sides of like the same coin to flip the coin. Mm. We live in a polarized world, and I, I'm like good at starting things. <laughs> but I, sometimes I forget right, so sometimes yeah. you forget about these cool things, and then other people can like hedge onto it, and I'm like, oh, we should probably do it again. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's it's flowing. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean uh iwata-san even did a version he added the groove i think it was called where he
1: had some some wavy lines right on yeah that yeah, area yeah yeah i mean my pro model too like i did that intentionally around like the cup edges you have know, to have that bit of texture to help with burger and stuff like that or like also on the base cup yes yes you know and cause because i i think probably because of that honestly i wouldn't have thought about that until just now that that's probably what influenced me to do that honestly yeah it's interesting it, is, so, it is re- we're talking about like kendama sizes and the box and stuff like that. What do you think going forward? Do you think the box has now become arbitrary? The funny thing about the box is that it doesn't say anything about toma sizes. It does say something about bevel size. Yes. Yeah, it's a 10 yen
2: coin. I don't know the actual... It's p- like 23 millimeters. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like when bevel. we did like the... I think eight year birthday would just make the bevel too big, not to fit. Yeah, because. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was fun.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when I was living in Japan and I was with Tomotsu and then when they saw it and they were like, what? the? This is so big. I remember face. Yeah, it's very
0: funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, the original Homegrowns from Sweets also
1: had a pretty big bevel. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then now we have like, you know, the chrome coin where everybody's just like making the thing fucking. Making
2: it right. away. Yeah. And now people just use like the concrete, it's the yeah. straight yeah. into Exactly. It. I, I love So much more efficient. so funny. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so like
1: in my, my opinion anyway, with the box thing, it was like, you know, we're at a point now where like we're saying like with different types of tricks are easier or harder based on what type of kendama you're using, whether it be shaped, wood type all that kind of stuff. So having a box, like doesn't really make sense at this point because if you go bigger than the box, you're sure you're going to help yourself do stall tricks, do things, you know, like that, but you're going to hinder yourself in flips and like that kind of th- world. So like you're kind of, we're, we're at like a balance point where like we know what we need. Yeah. We don't, it's the same thing with like string length there used to be pretty strict with string length you know like mm. a prime example is like in that grip contest when Chris Bosch won and people were like his string is too long to
2: so he just fucking like, yeah. refilmed the whole thing and every time was like two fingers bitch like yeah. uh and, yeah. you know, and that was J.K.A. Eh? exactly I like influence 39 to 42 centimeters that was the rule yeah but they skipped that mm-hmm. back when J.K.A. was still like the thing they even mm. okay okay yeah yeah mm. right, and right. oh I think 39 to 41 was like yeah, one to two
1: things. For one to two things, <laughs> yeah,
2: depending on. I don't know, but I was I was just thinking about Chris Bosch in that video because it it kind of makes me want to say that. I mean, the tool is like less than five percent. Yeah, I, yeah, it has the per total operating like, control. Yep, and I think it's such a big flex to do that. I would love to see some more of that, dude. That was one of the biggest flexes in Kidal. And he, he's still so good. Yeah, uh, amazing. Can't fuck with he, she pulled up to the Seattle thing recently and wow yeah yeah he, and he still like he grinds like a beast mm-hmm. like I'm sometimes I'm grinding but a lot of the time you know at the gym, I just want to like keep people yeah. and and yeah. it's hard to keep that balance because like, like, yeah he grinds mm-hmm. he, boss he grinds I have a lot of yeah
1: I even I get snapchats from him once in a while he's like at work and he'd be like okay one try at the quad you know and, like like probably a quarter half the time the kind of thing he hits the quad first try and he's like oh hell yeah and then he goes back <laughs> to work and I'm like what the fuck boss just fucking up <laughs> Quickly, like boss isn't looking. Quick, fucking quad lighthouse flip. You know, like <laughs> what? that just goes to show. You
2: know, yeah, yeah, very role. The player, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, and that that's, that's why this like small can- I think, is so much fun because, dude, yeah, 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 it brings back that J.K. feeling a little bit.
1: The to- challenge, yeah. And Crom has always, I feel like, been at the forefront of the mini game. Mm. The 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 original Crom minis with the 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 rubber. I remember me and Keith Matsumura were at the Crom shop in twenty fourteen there. And uh, we were session the minis really hard. We had like a couple games of Ken going, and we were going really hard. And Philip came out and he threw like eight of them at us. Yeah, this little guy, and he threw like eight of them at us. He's like, "You guys are now the Chrome mini team," But for something like that. I just threw them all at us. It was like hell yeah. And I've always loved these things. This has been one of the most fun kendallas, especially as a mini. Yeah, you know, and like I can't think of anyone else that makes minis really that are like as playable. The best thing I think I remember with this one was like, the hole size compared to the spike,
0: mm-hmm. it was just, it's perfect. Like yeah. It, it was a smaller spike, bit, a little bigger on the hole,
1: so it was playable. Oh, you know what? Actually, there is the one homie, he's newer in the game, but Perspective Kendama is his yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Christian.
1: Yeah, yeah, in Spain, I believe. He's the homie, yeah. And he hand makes all these minis. Yeah, and there's are so dope. Yeah, no and dope. I played his that the he chess chest shape. Yeah, yeah, and the chest shape, yeah. exactly, yeah. And yeah, so shout out, Christian. Yeah, as respect expected, can have a shout yeah. out. Hell yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Keeping it fun.
0: A little more like, you know, Keeping adding it. the, uh, just the, again, the, the playability of versus fun factor mm-hmm. yeah. and what you need. If like, when you were saying like bigger sizes and stuff, people like long, longer strings, shorter strings, different so- styles of what you, how you want to play can really benefit or be, hurtful for what your style is to what kind of kendama you have mm-hmm. looking at like skateboarding skateboards there's a lot of variations of sizes that you can get and totally. you can get a big ass wide deck you can get a thin one depending on what you prefer totally. so like but it's all everything's still okay for competition mm-hmm. right so it doesn't matter you want tight truck loose trucks
1: whatever it's 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 all doable you, so, if you want to look at skateboarding as a whole you know like you include longboarding and like downhill okay. racing and stuff like yeah. that too you yeah know? like it's a completely different tool even right. though it's right. the same thing you know but you're using it for a different purpose yeah whereas if you were to take a longboard and try and do a kickflip then you know good luck yeah. yeah sure you can with certain ones but like right all right. but like yeah and so it's and it's the same thing and I, i've always loved that skateboarding is such a great example of like what Kendama is kind of becoming and always has been, you know, like we were saying before, it like has a similar origins and like the same kind of like side story kind of thing where it's like not in the mainstream, but it's like slowly peeking in. And then people are just like, yo, what the fuck? This is so cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then there's like a little explosion and shit. Right. Right. And me being like someone who has skated my whole life, you know, it's like, it's really cool to see that. And it like, maybe that's part of why I like it so much. And part of why Kendama and skateboarding are two things that are like so dear to me you know and i'm sure i'm not the only one yeah but no
0: there's definitely a lot of connections
1: then mm-hmm.
0: let's hook it back over to uh Crom company mm-hmm. of course you know you are the main man head owner mm-hmm. ceo i remember you know back with with philip when, when you guys were here hanging out early 2014-15 from my understanding like phil was like the business dude and you were like the art yeah. director and stuff and pushing forward but now full on well, not just you. You explain. You have a huge team all over the world now. But with all of that, you continue to win awards over in your home country, Denmark. The Gazelle Awards. What? What is this? Because every few, like once a year, you're like, "Hey, we got this award again!" Like small business award. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, so so now I'm I'm the CEO, and then of course you know running it with the team and. And I own the company solely at this point um, since 2018. Mm-hmm. And well, the, the Gazelle, we got five. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically a, a way that this, our financial times, they celebrate small and medium enterprises. Mm-hmm. And they is a growth factor. So you have to be a certain size and they'll want to grow a certain percentage oh, okay, year over year. And then you get this award. Wow. Yeah, so we gotten five of those, which is really cool. Nice, showing your progression that you're actually making change. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's it. We didn't get one this year. <laughs> <laughs> mean? But I mean it's it's a lot. Like not a lot of companies they last more than a couple of years. No right. not a lot of companies get one, but we got five in a row. And I think that's really cool. And I mean I grew up not so much like on the business side. Um and I think it's never really been my motivation, but it's more like a hygiene factor, like at this point, like if you want to have a big, nice community, like that needs to be funded and that needs to be funded somehow. And we sell Kinawa to make a profit. And I think there are other ways to do it, which are cool. I love, you know, how Kinawa can also be taught and you can like do that direction and do like the whole school system thing and do a foundation. I think that's really rad as well. And I think at this day and age in Kanawa. I uh, wish to see more of that in the community, seeing, okay, we can actually spend more time doing this and monetize somehow, but not making more product. I mean, okay. I think it's really cool to see all the different brands, but I think back when we started a brand, we started out of necessity, like we needed some cool kanamas. We didn't mm-hmm. get a blue one and a solid red one, and they were slippery and small. Right, right. Uh, the accessibility at that time. And you, could, and you couldn't and you could get them anywhere. And I was just like a few clicks away from everybody and you can get like a huge sort of assortment. And I think Kendama can do so much good in the world. So, I mean, if I was speaking to my own 17 or 18 year old self at this point, I would encourage myself with the landscape of where Kendama is not to make another product because we have like a surplus of product. Yeah. I feel like at this point, having like a group of kids do like, okay... We want to make the world better. We want to make the world better through Kanama. Let's make a project for this. We want to like get, go out to all the schools mm-hmm. in the country. We want to like make this part of the curriculum. We want to like make something huge in that direction, like, and then get some like official funding or, you know, yeah. there's so many ways to work with Kanama that haven't been explored yeah. and we all kind of now like trying to sell Kanama into this small market and I think it's, it's very natural, but I think, yeah, as a community you know, if I was starting with Kevin and I, I really wanted to do more and spend my time doing it, there's so many more venues to do it than making a physical product. Yeah, totally. And that's something I think should be explored. And I'm just like, it's not something I've been thinking about. I'm just intuitively like mm-hmm. fleshing this out right now. <laughs> um, but I think that would be really cool to see and something I'd love to support. Totally. And yeah. there, there is some of it. You know, yeah, there is some like Josh with his... Exactly. I love
1: that. And, even like looking back like you know tomotsu used to do stuff like that exactly like packing around japan with a
2: bunch of kendamas and yeah going to schools and giving them away and stuff like that and i think there's just so many ways that are needed mm-hmm. for us to grow as a community and i'm i'm just kind of like i just want to plant the seed that there's other ways to do it than making more product right. absolutely and because if you're like passionate about kendama i'm sure there's a company who wants to support you and you can get the product you can Sell the product, like, I mean, there, there's some, you no, know, like, of course I love to do that, but I don't like all brains love to do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. We want to like support.
0: And that's like the easiest way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. They product and we see other people doing it and everyone has their own idea of like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to put a fucking eyeball? Wouldn't it be cool to do a Chrome home? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone can like do that as well as like how awesome Hundu has gotten at creating kandamas. Mm-hmm. Like there's still, you know, discrepancies could be with quality and stuff, totally. but. Their paint game like being able to do all these different designs that the uh, different companies are asking them to do and keeping up with it mm-hmm. i think it's pretty awesome and so if anyone has like the contact two hundred which i think if you just go on their website you can like hit them up and figure out to create a batch of kendamas mm-hmm. you know you have to wait in line <laughs> but it's really cool that yeah kendamas can be made everyone can can get into it mm-hmm. but at the different side of it i totally understand what you're saying the, the different avenues of showing kendama or just increasing the love mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah
2: or conversation of cup and ball mm-hmm. I think there's just more than one avenue to it and I think that's something we should explore more mm-hmm. As- mm-hmm. yeah whether it be like the first bike
1: challenge kind of stuff or like like you were saying going into like schools like because kids are like you know obviously the future of all of us you know like unfortunately humans fucking die so we, we have to influence the younger generation in order to you know like to teach them and to like keep all of this shit going and keep it alive. Right. And it's just important to like teach, I think the right thing, you know, like you, know, as someone who like has a passion and or like knowledge or any of that thing, I believe, I believe that like, there's a certain responsibility with that to like share that, you know, and not to be forceful with it, but like. People who
2: are open to things like that are going to receive it, you know? Also it's- speaking in terms of skateboarding as kind of like what we're looking up to I mean there are so many like skateboarding projects like Let big let's build skate parks in afghanistan exactly. Let's do all these different kind of projects mm-hmm. where there's all these passionate souls who wants to do something and yeah, yeah. i they get so much support from different avenues mm-hmm. and make a way through life doing that and i think there's just so much unexplored territory in terms of kinama totally and i mean i love creating products so i understand like I, there's nothing wrong with it but, but it's more like this is my call to yeah be a bit more creative, open minded and see okay, what what other avenues can we explore to go full or part, dana? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What else can you offer your community? Yeah. Yeah. And and how can we work together as a community? Right. Yeah. Even even more having like more different and more diversity and mm-hmm. in- our specialities that's a. I I like that you
1: brought up the skate parks in afghanistan thing because that's something that i i'm a very big advocate of obviously just traveling in general mm-hmm. but like i I'm, I'm someone who's lucky enough that i get to travel around a lot and i get to experience a lot of different cultures and stuff and obviously i always have a kendama or 30 with me you know so like i get to meet these people and like show them kendama and most of the time i'll have a couple that i'm willing to part with you know and bring them with these and like leave them with these people so yeah, like yeah I don't have like, you know, I haven't been everywhere, but like I've left kendamas in many different countries, you know, in Vietnam and Egypt and like in India, lots of these places where like, they're not going to be able to access them as easily. And even if they are able to access them, they don't know it because they're probably an impoverished country, you know, or like they don't have the means to afford something like that, you know, even if it is a cheap, like $20 kendama, $20 to them is like a week's wage or something, you know? And it's like, yeah. So. It's important to keep that in mind also it's like it's not just you know America it's not just Europe it's like it's the entire world it's all of humanity right and then that's kind of what we're getting at and I literally I think that's one I mean that's just, that's I guess I'm looking at my own perspective that's like my way of doing it and what I can offer
2: yeah and I think that's a really interesting perspective also seeing how fast food and technology all of a sudden becomes really invasive in these countries where the mm-hmm. middle-class all of a and sudden gets more in like India and China and these like very you know, fast moving nations and mm-hmm. and I think overall like all different countries have so much rich culture that is being diluted as we're just kinda of getting very fidget minded through all the technology. Totally. And I think we can all connect to Kendama from each our way and also having like the awareness of how Kendama is not Japanese. Mm-hmm. Kendama is actual partly Japanese but came from all these different cultures and yeah. that's another thing we could get into but back to this point I think we can just like really influence like with our privilege of being able to play Kanama have a surplus of kendamas, mm-hmm. being able to travel we can really influence a lot of how these nations are gonna develop in the direction because totally if you're you know in India you just want to be like in the United States or so like there's so many like yeah, yeah. countries looking up to but you know we are you know, All culture, like what we do, is culture, Um, and I think we have a lot of different positive ways we can influence the world with kendamas. Absolutely, yeah. And
1: like going back to to like you know, there's a lot of different ways to play kendama. Mm -hmm. A lot of different ways to approach it, and I think that's an important part of it too. Is like you know, it can help old people keep their dexterity and keep like you know your muscles strong and stuff as you age and your body starts to deteriorate. It can be something for like kids with like adhd or something that can't focus on anything you give them a goal you give them something physical to hold and to work towards you know it can be a meditation for people who struggle to find peace in their mind you know it can take your mind away from all your thoughts and just put your mind into this cup yeah yeah. right and things like that so there's a lot of different ways that can all be used as a tool or or like you know it can be used like to open doors you know like you, you use this to meet people like for like in my case, like I was saying, like I walk around the world with a kendama around my neck and people approach me because of it. Right. And without that, there's a million interactions I've had that I would never have happened if I didn't have a kendama. Literally. And yeah, and it's crazy. I'm nothing but thankful for that, you know, and like what kendama has given me. So I think, yeah, right. It's important to like give back as much as you can, you know, it's like for every little bit of joy that I have felt, I would love to like
2: threefold at least give that back to people. You know? Yeah. And I feel like the more you give, you more you, you get to give. Yeah. So that Kendama of... love, dude. And and that's the thing, like sharing the kinama love, that's something we all agree on. Mm-hmm. That's kinda like of one of our slogans in the community. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a lot of unexplored venues and seeing that next generation of kids making their project mm-hmm. something new. Like I know it's gonna happen and I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So talking about things that we're excited for. Right now, when we're recording this, you know, we're a few days away from catch and flow. You're gonna be a judge. What are your thoughts right now? Cash and flow, back in real life. Mm. Young Yas coming into the picture, probably dropping a pro mod. By the time this video goes out, it's probably gonna be out. So <laughs> something that I've been keeping my eyes on and just thinking every time you guys drop a collab, I'm like, is doesn't Yas supposed to have a mod sometime? Can. so a lot of stuff happening what's your mindset for this catch and flow
2: yeah so I'm extremely excited to be back in the mother country and playing Kenawa and seeing Kenawa in person as a judge so not gonna lie I'm not fan of online yeah I mean no, that. Nobu he asked me should we do online this year yeah and I said for this year yeah wow. We we talked about it a while ago and I said no and he said, should we do part online? And I said, no, online sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's not the biggest catch in terms of foreign players. Yep. But for me, catch has never been about quantity. It's a quality competition. It's my favorite competition. And mm-hmm. there is no other Kanama competition that gives me the goosebumps mm-hmm. like catch. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, it's the heart of Kanama, as I see it. In my world, kendama is freestyle kendama. Express. I love, yeah. I love kdfc. I'm in awe right. of it being possible. Yep. It's not my personal style. Like I, I think I did maybe like a, kind of thirteenth one, like in one of the early ones. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did some wrong tricks, and like I'm not like free yeah. floating mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it. But I mean, catch is just like I love catch It Flows so much. Yeah, and, and, and be a, like, and I'm free and. Yeah. and like a lot of people are like oh aren't you biased as a judge and i mean of course i'd love to see one of my team players win if they deserve it mm-hmm. i'm so happy that we're five judges and i mean if i would be judging based on like that i would lose my reputation and that's not worth it Totally. yeah um so i think that's like the easy answer but i'm, I'm super excited and i love how noob he's being so less fair and still pulling it off that's yeah. very impressive yeah I think that's goals. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> been, he's definitely been, you know, even in Japan, like, continuing to do events and, you know, like, taking the mask off and just be like, you got to keep the ball rolling because we've been stopped for so long. Uh, it's it's become too stale. Totally. Yeah. So super excited for this okay. one. new okay. venue. Have you checked it out yet? Has
1: seen Tia it? showed me. Yeah, I saw. Some it looks gross. pretty epic, actually. Yeah, it looks very... I just like re mm-hmm. Yeah. The one the one thing with every catch and foot this is always an issue and I I fully expect this to be the case is that usually it's in a bar in Tokyo yeah dark lighting yeah no back room to practice no so you go up there with zero practice you're not warmed up you get, can't even go outside no yeah. ways yeah well you can go outside but it's probably cold oh. and because there's so many of us they don't want us crowding the streets yeah Because there's still, yeah, we have our big event and it's our big day, but for the rest of Tokyo, life still goes on. So I need to be passing through and making their deliveries and yada yada. So, us being in the way of that is not an option. So, they have a big responsibility of themselves to keep us out of everybody else's hair, right? Because we all know Kendama players are, we get lost on planet Kendama a little bit and we start, you know moving over here and the next thing you know there's fucking 30 of us standing in the middle of the road and we're all like yeah we're just like playing this game real quick you know like don't worry we'll be out of here in like a minute and then it's like four hours later we're like yeah we're just like one we'll more to this game yeah well more we'll we'll try. try yeah right and you know all players are pretty fucking bad for that yeah yeah and uh so it's something that's like very interesting i think yeah. to see and i'm i'm excited either way honestly like like i said i fully that's the way it's always been I mean, and the
2: first one was good though. We were like at that stations. So. That's true. The first one was not outside. Yeah, like s- s- half East know' what us yeah Super it
1: bright. it wasn't yeah, the same was- it was really good it wasn't yeah, the same event then now it's um, become more of a like a club vibe yeah like the I, more I like that one too but i think the first venue mm-hmm. was actually pretty good I, I I mean maybe next year we should bring that back I really liked the round stage too that just said catch and flow on the bottom round it stage my eyes <laughs> I,
0: I, I, like,
2: I like that but that was the, the one, one thing i like looked on I'm just like whoa I love that stage I was like I feel like I was in a video game while I was like wow this is like a bouncy thing yeah totally this thing gives me energy i think the (laughs) one one cool thing about it was
0: eyes were on you from every yeah because it was round oh this the audience almost wrapped around the whole stage Mm. so it was really cool to like especially i'm sure you as the performer you know walking in onto that stage knowing like,
2: hey, I could fucking walk over here. I just love, right yeah. yeah, and, and, they, and, and I they were were was they kind of small there. too, which was fun. Yeah. Like <laughs> with, with my style, like jumping over, like the string and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. it was like, it was not that big. And I remember, I feel like maybe a hit, but not just almost yeah. like one of the players. I was like, <laughs> you, I, you me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, <laughs> I love
0: it. Yeah. I will get a clip of it in the, in the Chrome Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think that was kind of, you know, Fun that it was so like hacked that, but still intimate. it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. I like that. And I, one big thing about that
1: too, that I believe the other venues have really suffered otherwise is that the judges were right front and center. Yes, and yet there was still places for the, the people to look around the
2: judges and yeah. still be up uh, at the front, right? Yeah, yeah. We should talk to Novo about this. That, I mean, we, we should mm-hmm. talk to the players and see maybe we should bring it back. What's it was against no. no, that was in Shinjuku. It was, Shinju, it was Shinju, yeah. Shin- oh. okay. yep. Because, like, do you guys remember when Jake
1: Fisher was last at Catch and Flow and he was going and yes. he had his back to the crowd? Yes. Because please, he yes. was he was facing the judges and he was trying to get his score. And it you know, was and it was Max, Max Eda. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it was the preliminaries. It wasn't at the, pre- the Yeah, okay. Max was like, Jake, please. For please, camera. please, the crowd. yeah, the crowd. The crowd. And, he, and Jake's like, shut the fuck up. Don't tell me how to do this. I'm trying to fucking, I'm in mid-run, dude. Like Right. I think, right. And, like, you know, they're both in the right here, you know. Yeah. And Jake's trying to focus on his run. Because you only get one shot at this. Right. And want to make sure the judges see everything exactly. And But at the same time, we are there to put on a show. That's the whole point, mm-hmm. right? So, like, they're making us choose by having a weird setup like that where the judges are off to the side. And then, like, that being said, too, like, the first judge is close. Second judge has to look over the judge, oh and then there's five further. What? Like the oh, oh, guy, yeah, like being a judge must come with a neck massage at the end, right? Otherwise, you're going to be pin home. I I, I bought my massage gun. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like, I might I might take you up on it. <laughs>
0: So we'll see what the what yeah where the judges sit because this this has been a, a continuous kind of from the problem issue where we think like it could be better mm-hmm. but then I feel like Nobu looks at it as a performer side as well as you know with his background of being an MC for many BMX competitions I would hope that he takes some extra time to figure out like okay cameras should go here and judges should go here
1: so they can get the best viewpoint from what I saw it looked like they had a judge table in front of the stage. So, so I looked high, too. Yeah, I do believe that they have it set up. Like, from what I saw, it was just a quick video, and I didn't really get a good look at it. But second year was like that. Second yeah. year. Yeah, they had the couch. A huge venue. Couch. They had the couch, yeah. yeah. That was the one that was that. 2015. Week. Yeah. No. That was,
0: no, no. That was, um, uh, that was O East. Uh yeah.
2: That was when we yeah. that Which is, which is yeah. across the street. Wow. I, I did, like, more than 10 interviews that day. Yeah, that was. great. There was a lot of media yeah. attention.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, the first, thing first of that was the venue like right next to it. It was a bit smaller, and that was when it was like thin and lulled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Wide. with that. And and Dave Mateo was screaming from the top. He's like, "It's called catch and flow, not stop and stall."
2: Getting
1: <laughs> in it. Yeah, that was when Dave did the eleven or better J stick outside that big. Uh, that big house that we were all staying in and yeah. and me and you tore shared a room yeah, we talking about this earlier. We were bunking. And yeah, we yeah. were bunking together and but you were getting interviewed by that like that TV crew was following you around. I remember being really weirded out because I like went in there at one point and you were like meditating. You had like your little sesh going on and they were fucking just sitting there like filming you, meditating, and I was like, God, leave the guy alone. Let, let him fucking meditate. I mean, I know you're doing a show here, but like come on have a little
2: fucking respect for the man, you know? Like, give him his fucking personal space. (laughs) I remember, like, I was, like, the first champion. Is he gonna do it again? Exactly. And they're, like, following me all day long. Like, even from, like, when I woke up, they were there in my face. Yeah. Mine, too, because we're bunking. Yeah, (laughs) all day. And they were, like, there, like, co-interviewing every single interview. It was, like, intense. Yeah. Yeah. I got fourth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember, mm -hmm. which was, like, fair. Would have done better, probably not without them. Maybe a little bit, no. and maybe. I, feeling, I mean, I, it, it was definitely a disturbance. Like having to do ten while competing, yeah. And we were also like probably like running our booth or some shit like at the same time. Yeah, there's always a lot going on.
1: Not to mention like interacting with people in the crowd. You know, you it's like it's kind of like at KWC less so, but like you know it's pretty hard as like one of the people that are always on stage to just like walk through the venue. You know, even if you're just trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah, no, you end up getting stopped by 30 people. Yes. Because they're all just like, you don't see these people ever. And they're just like, oh, hey, like, oh, hey. And you're like, oh, hey. Oh, that's what I to I go, got only, like, you know, like, fuck. we like, they almost need like a, a robe and like a mask or something, like one of those Harry Potter invisibility cloaks to fucking get out of there. And so it's like at the you know, green room, right? VIP area. Yeah, yeah. Or the players. Yeah, well, or we could warm up. What? Going up
0: to warm up and shit. So we'll see what it's like. The venue does look bigger. I haven't seen it personally, so I'm not sure
1: if there's any sort of green room like that. Mm. But uh-huh. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll
2: see what that happens. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to get surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Like, I don't expect anything. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, there's always a
1: few, like, really, really wild things that happen. You know, I'm like, really open. And I'm ready to make a party. Yeah. 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 The classic catch and flow after party. Yeah. But I also like
2: during like yeah, yeah and like it's a piping oh uh, and, like, yeah having that party but of course like after partying like yeah. we oh my god oh, love, yeah. that, love it. <laughs> dude we've been
1: we've hit club asia like every year since then i'm pretty sure often yeah yeah, yeah and i feel like we always start there and we go to harlem mm, but, fit, or vice versa or whenever and yeah all right they're right here. <laughs> <laughs> catch and motherfucking flow and I don't know for sure if there's going to be a live stream or anything and by the time you guys are going
2: it's going to be over yeah I talked to Nobu I was like can we live stream on Chrome I was like yeah go for it because we don't have anything planned so oh, my, okay. my my plan is like live stream the finals that's a good plan that's the yeah. that's a big thing because I think live streaming the prelims is just going to be like oh, it's too long <laughs> have like 13 phones ready. yeah that's the thing <laughs> so just to kind of like because hey, it, we don't hey, have you, a setup you're going to be busy judging anything yeah that's the thing so I'll try and but. I mean, maybe one of the guys from the team don't make it to the final We'll we'll take in the flow. Some homie can help. Mm-hmm. Just bring power bank. Elvill, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. But it, uh, we got to fly Cody Grizz and Matt Sweets out
1: here to do a whole Twitch stream. Oh yeah, that would be what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking drinking energy drinks in the back the whole time. G fuel. <laughs> Fuck. There's one
0: thing that you mentioned that I was like, oh, I wanted to touch upon that. Totally forgot about it. Let's hook over to. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, yes. Good meditation. Mm. You getting into a lot of that. You being a part of a a mindfulness event, heartfulness, heartfulness, to to speak upon that, uh, and seems like you've gone really like deep into this different way of you know thinking. Uh, I've listened to this podcast like when the world hits shit, and a lot of people all over the world are going like losing their jobs, depression and shit, like. And there's this podcast that came out, mystical, cynical for anyone who's in like, such a dope podcast these two dudes one is the mystic like was on like a skid row homeless almost od and shit family like abandoned him and then he found meditation went to india deep into it learned so much came back and has this full sense of like like energy and understanding of that shit and then you have the other dude who is the cynical dude who, who always looks at us like, yeah, that's interesting. But isn't it just coincidence? <laughs> and it's a really great talk and it really opened my eyes to like, maybe we should try like meditation. Well, let's, let's see what this is all about. But it's always like this kind of thing where you hear about it and it's like, wait, you just go, oh, like, like, what is it exactly? So how did this catch on with you? And why did you go or uh, make it a focal
2: point for your life? First time, my first encounter with meditation, I was a kid. And my dad, he was meditating in the garden. Mm. And I was really into it. I don't know, maybe I was like eight years old, 10 years old. I was like, Dad, teach me. And he was like, Nah, I can't. I don't really know a lot about it. I was like, Yeah. They taught me a little bit in youth school, but not enough to teach everyone else. And then I always just been kind of into those kind of like meditation kind of things without like having a practice as a kid. And then I met Matthias through skateboarding. Okay, we used to skate together, and then we would also talk about us. Thirteen, he was fifteen, and we, he would talk about how his aunt and uncle they were like super deep on meditation, and they used to live in Ram, um, which is a meditation center where you can live. And then we, at that point, you had to be eighteen to start. So we started this type of meditation when I turned eighteen. okay, well, we started together, and it's called Heartfulness meditation, and it's basically a heart-based meditation. And I remember like probably like the year before starting, I was thinking because I was I started partying kinda early. Uh I was doing like all the fun stuff. Like I was like partying, throwing parties, DJing, painting graffiti, writing like my BMX, skateboarding, yeah. doing like a lot of fun stuff. But I was like, okay, is this all there is to life, you know? Like I feel like there should be something more. So I was kinda like thirsty. For like something like more deep experiences, yeah. Without really knowing what I was, and I grew up in an atheist family, so I'd yeah. like anything against religion. Just haven't been any religion. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit against like how religion brings people separate, like so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like no, not like no action, Just like it's not been part of it. like, of course, like culturally Protestant Christian growing up in Denmark, so we've been celebrating Christmas and Easter, right, right, so, right, yeah. But not really like having any going to church or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I think I was praying without really knowing it. I was like praying like for something deeper, yeah. And then I started meditating where I was eighteen like a year after that, probably. and it, I really got into it. And the special sauce in heartfulness meditation is there's something called tra- transmission of pranahuti of life life force energy. Mm-hmm. So if you sit with a trainer, that trainer will help you get into a deeper meditation more easily. Um, So a lot of people, they think, okay, meditation, you're not allowed to have any thoughts. Mm. I cannot meditate because I always have thoughts. That's okay. It's Mm -hmm. like the mind is always on. It's more like, do we give those thoughts energy Mm -hmm. or do we put our attention somewhere else? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I got really into it. So I started when I was 18, been doing it since, ever since, so I'm my 12th year at this point. Uh, I've been volunteering as a trainer for six years at this point. Um, So I couldn't like... Individual settings, group settings. I go to like all these seminars and stuff. I've been in, in India, I think five or seven times. Can't even remember. Yeah. I went there like for four months after high school uh, when I was nineteen. Okay. Um, living in the ashram, meditating a lot. Like I don't keep count of hours, but when people ask me, and I look back, I'm like I've been meditating for like six to eight hours a day a lot when I was nineteen, just, mm-hmm. like doing my thing. Wow. Yeah. It's like playing Going down with for bonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and I feel like there is so much to learn from meditation and I really want to share these experiences. And I think when I look at the youth and how every time we do a survey about how they're doing mentally, they're doing worse. I mean, yeah. that is like 30% worse. Every two years, they check like depression, anxiety, all this stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Stress. And I think our. Bodies, from an evolutionary perspective, are very developed. I think our consciousness has not caught up. We're very yeah. like all the brightest minds in the world. They grind for our attention. Like we have like slot machines in our pocket. That's truly, and we're dependent on them. Yeah, we're all addicted. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, and it's a very challenging time to be young. Like we were just talking about some of these older stories where. It wouldn't have been the same if we had Instagram from day one in Kendama. It was very pure before this. And I think it's a very good image. I mean, we're the last generation who knew what life was before the internet, before social media, before constantly being plugged on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think getting in touch with your body, getting in touch with your heart, getting in touch with your soul, getting in touch with your deeper self. Yeah. Can be very easy. It's not very far away. So I'm actually working with a few. Cool people like this therapist. He's been a therapist for more than 20 years. And this doctor who was like the first to bring like the, like the survey, so like what do you call like the surgery where you use like a little cam to Denmark. It's like this really clever guy. Mm-hmm. We're working on a project where we want to put meditation on the curriculum in Denmark for high schoolers. Okay. So, so do like a little thing where they get, we do like three or five lessons, yeah. teach them how to breathe. Teach them how to relax, teach them how to meditate, teach them how to be bored or mind wander for okay. creativity. Yeah. Teach them a little bit about consciousness and sleep. And these basics like this basic t- toolbox and give them some of those experiences. And just be like, here, this is you know, if 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 you need this, you can always open this toolbox. Like mm-hmm. if yeah, if you're interested, like here's an invitation. I really wanna do that. Yeah. yeah, I think it aligns very well with Kendama as well, but I'm very passionate about this. Um and I, I think like anybody listening to the podcast, like, I, I can really appreciate heartfulness meditation because other than it having this special sauce with the transmission, it's also free. Mm-hmm. So there's no charge, like there's an app, it's for free. Like it, yeah. it should be for everyone. It should be available for everyone. And that, that's very hard to comprehend for a lot of people in the West because we're so like commercially programmed. Yeah. yeah. And and I think there are so many cool things now happening. Also, speaking of programming, like looking at how kids, you know, when we we're growing up, our our, our brainwaves are still in theta waves. So that's basically when our subconscious is being programmed until we're seven. We're only in theta, and then we could become more conscious. And looking at our phones before we sleep, and then all of a sudden crashing. Yeah, yeah, doesn't allow us to be in theta. Mm-hmm. Theta is like hypnosis. It's imagination. And that's the only time. Just when we fall asleep, just before falling asleep, just when waking up, that's when we can reprogram our, our subconscious. So during the day, our mind is ninety-five percent subconscious. So mm-hmm. the prefrontal cortex is only five percent. The conscious mind is only five percent. So if we want to develop ourselves, and I think it's really important for this human evolution to keep developing ourselves yeah. and and, ad- and adapt- adapting technologically. But yeah, it's and, like we're focused and, and focusing. And kind of coming into like a holistic place with the technology because it's amazing, but yeah. it's also driving us insane, literally. Double edged. We're we're in a generation, and we're gonna see more generations where we're getting more and more insane. Like we cannot take it; it's too intense. Yeah, we need to find a balance in this and become like technological and holistic in our approach. Yeah. Um, so I think there's like I have a lot on my heart with this, and for me personally, meditation has made me happy. That's like the first thing. And a byproduct has been giving me more focus, meeting a lot of cool people, meeting myself, and really learning how to be with myself, being more sensitive. Um, yeah. So that's that's a big part of me, and I think I love how people are so ready for it now. So back when I started, yeah, yeah, like it was a bit more like, "What are you doing? That's that, 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 that's weird," you know. And and I feel like a lot has happened. Like the world is really ready for this. So. Mm. I'm. I'm actually planning to spend a lot of my time really, going into this because I feel like with my age right now, I can still talk to the youth and yeah, mirror them to some extent. Still hit and still like remain relevant, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and maybe in five, ten years, you know, it's a different story. So I feel like a huge responsibility for this generation because I feel like I have like, I have this gift, you know. I'm like I found. Yeah. When, yeah, like mm-hmm. Megan was earlier about like the responsibility of holding this knowledge. Yeah, exactly, written, exactly. To share that, exactly. When there's something good, like you don't be selfish with it. Like I really want to share it, and I, I really believe, in inner sustainability will create outer sustainability. Absolutely, everything happens from mm-hmm. within. It ju- it just takes one person to poison the ocean, and we're all screwed. Yeah, it just takes one nuke and we're all screwed so in order to be empathic with humanity i think raising our consciousness raising our vibration and doing that when you start working with yourself it really affects a lot of people around you absolutely you can like raise so many people around you by practicing something yourself yeah yeah. um and that's really the way i think like that's what i think the world needs i really believe in it yeah i've heard yeah you know to, to
0: kind of like get out of uh bad shit example like if you're just stuck smoking pot all the time or like going to the bar and drinking all the time it's like you got to reevaluate maybe the, those friends those people that you're hanging out with because that can really affect again your environment then impacts you there's so anything place- these people that are positive
1: giving you positive energy could then you know in turn like yeah you say help you yourself or well, they say you become who you hang out with right yeah mm-hmm. yeah because through that influence Exactly. It, because it's like, like you like, you're saying that subconscious mind is like, so in control and like, you're like taking in all this exterior information and all this, this influence from these people and whether it be the vibrations, the vibes, you know, the words, all that stuff. So of course these people are influencing you. Yeah. And that's like what you said, like why it's so important to be the positive influence and to right, right. like share that path, that, like whatever you have to offer the world, like give that up freely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the cool thing with kendama
0: because you know it's so welcoming most of the people are really cool down to hang out and to share their knowledge of kendama trick or something or to encourage each other keep them motivated so it's like yeah like if that is a positive way of thinking positive people playing kendama get together and then you just spread that like that's i guess the kendama love mm-hmm. in a different
2: sense a deeper sense yeah I agree 100%. And, and I love how so much spirituality and quantum physics and neuroscience is all colliding. Mm-hmm. So, recently, you know, if you smile genuinely, you're going to change the chemistry in somebody else's brain. Yeah. Yeah. By smiling. Yeah. We're like extremely connected. And spiritually, it's like, yeah, we're all the same. Now, science is like, yeah, quantum field, we're all part of the same quantum field. Mm, right. You know, there's so many ways that these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're very ready for it. and. A lot of people they ask me because I stopped drinking alcohol when I was nineteen, stopped smoking weed, like no yep. like substances at all, and people are like, oh, why did you stop so early? And that's amazing, and these things, and people are like feel like more open to dirt differently now. Mm-hmm. Um now I'm thirty, and more like people are like drinking less or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I wasn't stopping drinking alcohol. It wasn't like I'm a negative that I wanted to do because stopping, not doing something, is a negative. How how is you choose so to do so focused on meditation, and yeah. I really wanted to go deep with that. So I just took a mind form like, okay, I'm gonna do like no drinking, no nothing. For a month, and just focus on the meditation, and the byproduct is like wanting to go deep with meditation was not doing those things. Mm-hmm. So I think everything is kind of like a ripple effect in quantum physics. Like the image of quantum physics is kind of like the drop into like the silent water, where it's like all these ripples, mm-hmm. and I think everything we do is like that until another effect is even stronger. So when we manifest, we manifest all the time, subconsciously, consciously. We cannot manifest from a negative. I don't want to drink. I do want to be more conscious. I do want to meditate. I do want to be more in touch with myself. That's like the way we want to go about it. And I think, um, I think we're seeing a huge shift in our consciousness and this time, like the world is really like on fire, literally. It's so intense. There are some very dark forces going on. Yeah. yeah. And I think we have equally light forces. There is okay. equally the amount of hope, of light, of, you know, so many beautiful things going on, so much opening for, like, the inner world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to always, when we think about the future, be aware that we're co-creating the future. Yeah. So, of course, it's easy to get caught up and think dystopian, mm-hmm. but I think thinking about how you want the world to be. How do you want your life to be? How does it feel to be in this future world, in this utopia where everything is as good as it can get? Really like diving into that is very key to creating that. And it's the same kind of like having a vision will make you set goals and kind of like do the math backwards of how to get there. So you make all these you made all of these part goals and I think that's why keeping having like a very positive, very grand vision it's 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 really important and it serves a small purpose in life. And that's what a lot of people are missing. We're just like going to work. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's job now is looking at a computer, it doesn't really give us any purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we can create this and we used to live in the village, like we grew up, you would like bounce around, you'd learn some different stuff from, you know, your grandparents, like we got kids earlier. There's like the whole wisdom bridge that, you know, the wisdom that grandparents would give yeah. mm-hmm. that your parents wouldn't give you. And I think a lot of most people's core memories is from the grandparents. So I think creating communities is so important. And I'm stressing the S in communities because economic community is amazing. So let's not keep it of ourselves. Exactly. Let's connect, let's keep giving this. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we cannot make the world better. You know, it's so big and all this stuff is going on, but you know, we're all drops in the ocean. And one little smile, one little compliment, you know, can change somebody's day like that. Like, I've been through a lot of stuff. Like, the past, like, one and a half years has been, like, the hardest in my life, yeah. uncompared, like, with divorce and having, like, good times with Chrome, hard times, you know, there's yeah. many things. Also, like, personal stuff I'm not gonna go into right now. But, I mean, on my, like, darkest days where I've been feeling so low and so down, you know, I think without having, like, the meditation practice, I wouldn't have made it. The same way but yeah. also like on some of those days like if somebody just gave me a smile yeah. like greeted me nicely at the store like some of those little things like it would change my day completely mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah. we have such a big responsibility and I think it's really important to remember okay we hold this responsibility and we can actually act if you want to make the world better you know we cannot change anybody but ourselves we're gonna change anything but ourselves yeah. but what we do have a huge impact so going out there and you know bringing that good energy and finding ways of nurturing that in yourself that'll change your world. It's like Gandhi said you have to be that change that you want to see in the world, right? Exactly. And change your self, your universe will change. Yeah. Fucking a
0: Episode five seven. <laughs> Dalma nerds. Happy to be here in Tokyo, uh Japan with you guys. Yeah. Tokyo, thank you so much. Dude, that was some of the greatest greatest shit with through so many different uh stories different avenues different treasures were opened up hopefully we reminded you of some of those things also <laughs> so that is amazing we got a patreon for people who would who support me and the, the what i do thanks for sticking with us q a time from the patreons we got two questions in first one from legend daniel robinson as a community what aspects of kendama should we focus on to grow the game competitions tricks the question marks for those uh usage and other functions of kendama we kind of i was going to say i think we kind yeah. of covered that a thing we call connecting it. like the mind yeah and I, I mean i mean having the fun the fun back into it not just being technical and getting to the next tap
2: yeah i think the short answer is is We've come to a point where we mature as a community so the competitions and everything is good and we should keep progressing in those, but that's only part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think if we all agree, and I think we do, especially with D-Row, that we can make the world better through Kendama, then we should share it and we should be creative with the different avenues. And I think D-Row is very creative with different avenues of sharing Yeah and 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 for me that's very much the future and also collaborating and mm. co-creating it's it's really important yeah so spreading yeah and yeah, and 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 being experimental with spreading i think there are so many things we haven't even explored with kanama and I yeah. think we can look into skateboarding like there are like so many new ways of of getting into it that yeah. we can do
0: yeah 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 dude yeah i remember seeing what like a story from you like just
2: last week or something with Kids with some like like brain tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Readers. We did play think about off. that. Yeah, that that that's a whole other story, of that yeah, I mean we're we're so we're working with this other startup, and um, they're called Curvix and they have this brain scanner uh measuring the different brain waves. Yeah. And the different activities. So we're doing experiments what kanama does to you when you play Ganama. And they okay. work a lot with kids with ADHD and they found it's also very spiritual and we have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of the purposes is aligned. So List. so I think that's you know also an avenue to to look into to get some science behind and he's a neuroscientist they have like a team of neuroscientists um and and showing what we all know with the hard facts yeah, yeah, yeah. what we all feel and know from our own experience like having some data to back that up. <laughs> I think keep keep being curious to explore because the world is changing. So you know, like we talked about maybe spirituality. We weren't as ready 10 years ago as we are now. But again, the same with Kanawa. you know, like the, the openness is very different. I feel like everybody I meet, you know, they're really into it in a new way. Then not that they weren't 10 years ago, but it's just there's a shift in consciousness constantly happening and that's why we need to like keep exploring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Keep experimenting.
0: Yeah. Next one comes from Brad Willard it says, what up TK, my question for you is what is your favorite memory from japan other than winning
2: the world title of course well brad will it thanks for the question <laughs> oh <laughs> favorite memory from japan there's a lot my favorite memories you've made so many trips out here yeah this is the 14th or 15th trip to japan and I mean there's a clip with Matthias and Simona and I, I think in the back of Salas car, where we're like doing mushi common like, singing yes sang yes. and clapping yes yeah and maybe we should can we do that one like turn it off we're like skip beep papi bo skip be papi bo. oh shit skip be <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> yeah. Hell
0: yeah.
2: baby, yes.
1: Be yes. Oh, this has been such a great episode, man. Yeah. It was so- oh, thank you so much, thanks yeah. Thank you, thank you Torco. Really appreciate seven. the invite. Yeah, thank you, Torco, for coming and doing this with us and sitting down. And it's always a pleasure to be in person doing these rather than online. Like we were saying, like online was there when we needed it, but we don't fucking always need it. It's better yeah. to be here to connect on this level. <laughs> ah, and I guess on that note, these nerds are out. <laughs>